4: On your
3: show, so awesome to be here with
0: you and all your listeners.
4: Cool. Nice thing, don't
0: screw, screw Oh my goodness.
4: Oh, that came out. Oh, all
3: kinds of freaky. That's not
5: what I mean. Cool. 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 You know we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. Cool.
4: Cool. I was told that I was a manager.
5: Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm
3: not anti I know the value of a good man. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that if you want What's going on, man? What up, what up? Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you. how are you?
6: You ain't laying it down. I bring sun and light in every single time.
3: Yeah.
7: it What's going on people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to the Talk to Q radio show tonight. My name is Quincy and this is my show. And tonight we are discussing how what you're wearing can um affect your can be affecting your mate's reputation and we'll talk about a female sex appeal. After all of that, we'll get into some zone coverage and talk sports. But in the meantime, let me explain how this show works for those of you who may be new. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. All right, T2Q radio show number 526. Starts right after these messages from some of my official sponsors.
4: Honey, honey, look, Truth Devourer just won at the 2015 LA Book Festival in the romance category. Wow,
3: that's great, sweetie.
4: I don't think you understand. She's placed the ebook Wanton mm-hmm. on sale for ninety nine cents to celebrate.
3: Sure, dear. That's nice.
4: Honey, if you buy me the whole trilogy, It would make me very happy. And you know, when I'm happy, I really, really want to make you happy, too. Well, slap me happy. Hello, Truth Devourer. What's the name of that book again? It's a trilogy, the Enigma series, Wanton, Unrequited, and Fated by Truth Devourer. www.truthdevourer.com
1: www.truthdevourer.com Okay, got it. Love you more my delicious Tootie Pie Now come here and give me some sugar
8: The novels of Crystal Hickerson The Magician The metaphysical action drama About the fight between good and evil Which holds the fate of man in the balance Street Corners A tragic romantic crime saga Of a man who has the hearts of two very different women in his hands The choice he makes will hurt them both Wanted A ghostly story about a woman Caught between the planes of life and death It is left up to the reader To decide which reality was real The Volunteer The struggle of a man with his career And his life teetering on thin ice Can love truly conquer all? And if you think this is the end for Crystal You would be wrong For as you listen to this A new dynamic tale is on the way Go to crystalhickerson.com to purchase all of her novels. Follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio at thecrystalshow.com. Enter the amazing world at crystalhickerson.com.
4: Change is a humanitarian and animal welfare organization dedicated to support those in need of help. Located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, our products are trendy rope bracelets with anchor clasps emblazoned with a tag word. The tag word on each bracelet represents a specific cause which will be matched with a charity. You see, Knots for Change's goal is to build relationships with charities worldwide. The causes we support are animal welfare, education, medical research and prevention, environment, human rights, veterans, world aid and development, mental health and wellness, health and fitness, and child development. You can find us on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Knots for Change. That's K-N-O-T-S. The number four, CHANGE. We'll also be launching our website on September the 10th, knotsforchange.ca. That's K N O T S F O R C H A N G E.ca. Digital
1: Software Keys has some of the best prices on the Internet. Get Windows 7, 8, and Microsoft Office products at incredibly low prices. Use the special discount code SALE40 and get $40 off all your orders. Head on over to DigitalSoftwareKeys.com for all of your software needs. That's DigitalSoftwareKeys.com.
7: Alright, my thanks to my three official sponsors, TruthDevour.com, KnotsForChange.ca, and CrystalHickerson.com. And also, I want to thank DigitalSoftwareKeys.com for joining in as a new sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. Alright, we're going to discuss how your wardrobe may affect how people look at your mate. I mean, let's face it. Some people take a lot of time to present themselves in public, whether it's taking forever to put on makeup or trying to get the right crease in your pants. Appearance is important to some. To others is whatever, you know, but what does it mean to society? Can opposites coexist long term? What happens when she dresses up, but he dresses down or vice versa? Whether you like wearing wingtips or high heels or just flip-flops or crocs, you'll enjoy hearing the different perspectives on this show as I dig into the brains of my show legends. And speaking of my show legends, I have a couple on the line now. From the 850, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, welcome on the man, the myth, the Buckster. What's going on, man? (laughs) What up, what up? Man, I get hyped up every time I hear that. (laughs) How's it going down there?
6: it's going good, man. This uh, weather's back in the 80s now. Uh, We had a little bit of Indian summer, if you want to call it that. I don't know if that's the correct word for it, but it was really cool last week and it turned the air off, but now, you know, it's getting back to its good old humid self, so it's time for some
7: air, but enjoying it. Cool, man. That's what's up. All right, well, I'm going to go a little, well, a lot further north where I'm pretty sure it wasn't 80 degrees today and welcome on the author, the show hostess, also a show legend. She pretty much does it all, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's happening?
9: Thank you. How are you? Hey, Buck.
7: Crystal. All right. Doing well. Glad you know, to have you, huh?
9: Crystal,
6: you just Crystal yeah, just got to be a little bit more enthusiastic, man. I mean, you you might have to play I, that I, that theme song I one more she, time to get her hyped up. I think, her. I think
7: she was enthusiastic. I think she was. Let me let me yeah. play it again. Play it again. I play Let's play play it go it. to the two four eight area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and welcome on the author, this show legend, this show hostess, Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's going on?
9: Thank you. How are you? Hey, Buck. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, she was wide open then. I'm pretty sure she's swinging from the ceiling now. I'm, um, I'm sorry.
9: I, this is as good as it's going to get, guys. I had my <laughs> tooth extracted this week. So oh
7: man. Well.
9: I am amazed that I can even speak. Okay. You have so.
7: thirty one left, Crystal. I mean, dang. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I hope that everything we went well and that you're not suffering and I'm glad that you're able to. You know, I think it says a lot that you're bypassing your pain medicine just to participate on tonight's show. I mean, that shows well, all I, my listeners I out never, there. I never,
9: I never bypass my pain medication.
7: That last uh, night was
9: actually worse than tonight. Tonight I feel yeah. much better, and you yeah. know, each day that is progressively better, but. I didn't want to leave you last night, so I stayed on and tried to. Hopefully, I sounded as clear as possible <laughs> without slurring too much. You
7: were good. So, you were anyway. good. And don't ever leave You're me. You're good. Don't ever leave me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, please the first don't. five questions are brought to you by com. Question numero uno Crystal, does your daily out of the house wardrobe represent your character? Why or why not?
9: My character absolutely not. <laughs> um because, you know, the reason is because, you know, I'm around what I like to call straights, you know, regular people. So, you have and you know, working in business or whatever. You have to look a certain way. So I tend to dress I'm the queen of the pantsuit So I you know, I look a lot like, you know, Hillary Clinton when I'm out in the back. So I mean, you know, I dress like that, you know, and 'cause I'm going to an office and and all of that, it's very boring. So yeah. So no, it doesn't represent my character at all.
7: All right, Buck, what do you think? Well,
6: when I was, I was coming up, my mom had in-house clothes. You de- you didn't wear out anywhere, and then you had clothes that you wore out. So I kind of fall in that category. I mean, for me, you know, but anything that I wear, you know, I try to make sure that, you know, you at least dress or impress to a certain extent, even if it's casual. Um, but the clothes that I wear in the house, I don't wear them out anywhere, not even to the gas station you know, the ones I wear around the house, simply because that's just the way, I, you know, I was brought up. There's specific clothes that you have that you just wear at home, with, you know, that you lounge in, and there's mm-hmm. the clothes that you put on to go somewhere, whether it's a gas station, whether it's Walmart, whether it's a church, whatever, there's certain things that you wear. And I categorize myself accordingly to that. So, you know, I try to dress and impress. So I guess depending on, you know, I guess you could say yes in my case because, If I'm going out, I want to be, you know, want to be presentable. At the house, I'm still presentable, but those are just clothes I wear at the house.
7: All right, all right. Well, let me travel to the Garden State of New Jersey, seven three two area code, to bring on show legend Ray, the show enforcer. What's happening, bro?
5: Hey, what's up, Cube,
7: Boat, Crystal? How y'all doing tonight? Doing what? And, Ray, do you you dress for others or do you dress for yourself?
5: Uh, Both. You know what I mean? I mean, when you get dressed to me, I think it's a representation of who you are. So I think anybody who wants to be presentable, and you don't always have to be expensive to be presentable, but if you can do it, why not do it? So, you know, who better to... uh, how do I want to put this out? Who better to uh, to dress up than yourself? A lot of people get in the car and all that watch, but you got to, you know, take care of yourself before you do any of that. So,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, I think it's just part of being uh, part of a cultural thing and it's part of just being, you know, just wanting just to, to look presentable.
7: Okay, Crystal, what do you think
9: um,
7: about what? About, I mean, do what, what you dress? You do, you, do you agree with Ray? Do you dress for yourself? Do you dress for others? Uh,
9: I dress for others, you know. I don't really dress for myself. Um, not on the not outside, or depending on where I'm going, I guess. Most of the places that I go I'm going for For a purpose purpose. So I dress for that purpose Um, And There it is (laughs) So When I'm at home I dress for myself And when I'm doing things On my time I dress for myself But when I'm doing things With the regular world Then I dress for Whatever occasion So I think 90, probably 90% of the time, I'm dressing for other people.
7: And it's... Okay. (laughs) I'm really not really sure how you dress. I think when you dress for comfort, you're dressing for yourself. But anytime you're putting on something that's not necessarily anything you would lounge around the house in, I think you're dressing for someone else. A lot of people won't say that, but that's just my personal opinion. Um... But, Buck, let me ask you this: Will you refuse to date someone if their dress code is not up to your standard?
6: I don't think that I don't think I would do that, however, I will kind of critique them on how they should you know how they should be dressing um you can i mean, I'm not gonna to try to change how they dress, but you know you do need to mention certain things to so them so that way they can that they can dress more appropriately. Um, prime example if you're you know, your significant other in this case, you know, for me it'd be a lady, if she's showing too much skin, um showing too much skin all the time, then I think that's a that's a problem because you're you're actually inviting the wrong element, even though know, you have somebody, um, it makes you an easy target for other you know, other people. So I think it would be better if you know you cl- you know, cover some of that up than to leave it all hanging out. Now, that's sexy for me. If you do that at home, I just don't want you showing everybody else to work out. If does makes make sense.
7: Um, it does make sense. And, and, Ray, I'll transition to this. Um, just recently, uh, Farrakhan chimed in about Jay-Z. He said Jay-Z is a good man, he's a good manager, but that his woman is on display. And he asked, you know, Jay-Z, I don't think Jay-Z was present. Just he asked in the quote, do you want men looking at your woman, being tempted by your woman to make advances at your woman? And he praised Beyonce being a creative genius, but he said that men treat her like an object of sex because of the way that she dresses. Um, and he suggested that Jay-Z try to, I guess, get a handle of how his woman dresses. Now, I mean, take it for what it's worth, but how do you feel about what he said? Do you agree with Farrakhan um, wholeheartedly to a certain extent? Nothing he should have mentioned. How do you feel?
5: No, I disagree with that. I believe that uh, Beyonce was doing her thing, the way she's been doing it, and, you know, Z don't have a problem with it. It really shouldn't be a problem. I mean, you can put that spin on it all you want, but a guy like Jay-Z don't have to worry about the average joker trying to take his girl. You know what I mean? If it's not LeBron or one of the mother cats that really got a lot of money, you ain't got to worry about it anyway. Right. That's just the way it rolls. Jordan, Jordan so, or Mayweather. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I'm saying. That's just the way it rolls. Now, it could be a guy working at the gym and all that kind of stuff. If, if he's that close to her, it has nothing to do with the way she was dressing. It's it's all about her decision. It ain't gonna be no dude to come along just because he, you know, he Tyson Bedford or somebody like that. You know, money ain't long enough. That's just a fact. You know, even sixty million dollars ain't gonna get it. So nah, I think under that circumstance, nah, JC don't have nothing to worry about. As long as she bring in eighty and ninety million dollars a year, let her do her thing. You know, that's how she has been doing. it.
7: Okay, and Crystal, I think most people would agree with Ray that if um, Jay Z's not bothered by it, then it's no big deal. But now he he Farrakhan also said the best way to rule a man is by the beauty of her body and the suggestion of sex. So when you strip a woman down, a man becomes a dog. You make him treat you like a sex object instead of the creative genius that you are. I'm still making references to Beyonce. But, uh, Crystal, do you agree with Ray that it's pretty much up to Jay-Z if he's okay with it or not, and he doesn't necessarily owe any type of, um, I don't know, um, responsibility to Farrakhan for what his wife wears?
9: Well, okay, first of all, this is a bad analogy. I mean... I know where Farrakhan is actually coming from. I know where he's staying
3: uh-huh.
9: and um and he's he's mainly coming from a religious or a you know cultural kind of um yeah of way of how women women should dress but um and you know looking at beyonce i mean but you know what she's an entertainer, okay, so what she puts on isn't real, it's just a fantasy. It doesn't matter. So I'm sure, yeah, guys are looking at her, whatever. But it's she's a fucking entertainer. So who cares what she wears? I mean, she, she's supposed to look like this. That's how she makes her money. So, um, so no, Jay is not going to say, "Hey, don't put on that, you know, dress," because that's what that's what sells, and that's <laughs> what she's there for. That's her job. Okay, so. But anyway, um, but I get what you're saying as far as all that. But that to me, that's a bad analogy because, it, it, you know, it's like saying don't wear a waitress outfit if you're a waitress. It makes no sense.
7: Yeah, I mean, because he should feel that way, I guess, about, like, actresses who get naked in movies and everything else, I guess.
9: No, I'm sure he does, too, actually. But anyway, um, regarding the man, I uh, just taking out the whole entertainment thing I mean if she was just if you're talking about a couple and they're out and about and her his wife wears very scantily clad Uh type of outfits then yeah he should have something to say about that unless that's what he wants okay unless he wants her to be on display which there are some men who actually like that Uh Um, they, they like that attention that she's getting because it makes him feel better
7: yeah. So. Now there's some men who try to control it once they get into the relationship. Like maybe they met her, she was wearing a split all the way up to her hip or something. And but now that they're dating, he wants to change how they're dressed. I mean, how, how do you feel about that, Crystal? Because I, I think it's kind of hypocritical when people do that.
9: Oh, okay, guys do that all the time. They meet a motherfucker at the damn strip club or somewhere, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, now I want you to dress, you know, like you're Mary Poppins or some shit. You know, it's like,
1: Hmm. really?
9: (laughs) Um, Whatever. (laughs) But I think that happens a lot because and and people do that, women do that as well. You know, they meet a guy, you know, and he's like a regular guy, you know, dressing basic. And then all of a sudden she wants to shine up, you know, to be whatever's in her head. They are who you are, who they are when you meet them. That's what they are. So how you meet them is how they are, okay? And so you can't change them. And and sorry, putting an idiot in a suit is still just an idiot in a suit, and everybody knows that. Or vice versa, you know, putting a female, you know, her ass is out to here, her breast is out to there, whatever. And putting her in a nice little, you know, turtleneck or whatever, she'll still look like that because that's who she is. It's easy to see. Doesn't matter what you have on, really.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: So, um but yeah, that happens all the time. People think they can change somebody into to something that they want in their head and can't do that.
7: Big mistake. Alright, so book. How important is dressing age appropriate when it comes to being a candidate for dating. So, you know, if you're out and about and you see someone who may look attractive from a distance and then you get up close and you realize she's 50 years old and wearing an outfit from Wet Seal or one of these places where teenagers shop, I mean, how do you feel about that? Is it no big deal as long as she looks good at it or, you know, doesn't matter to you?
6: You know, I do believe that, you know, you you should wear something that's age appropriate, but everybody's different. I mean, you got you got some ladies that are that are you know older that can wear some young stuff and pull it off and be fine with it, and you know that's cool. But there's some that wear some clothes that just not age appropriate, and size appropriate. You know is, is also you know something. I mean, but that that goes either way. I mean, guys too need to wear things that are age appropriate too. You don't want to wear, you know, older guys don't really need to be wearing, you know, baggy pants hanging off their ass and, you know, you know, clothes that are too large that you got to, you know, you need, like, you know, you really you have to get your pants taken up to, and for them to, you know, actually fit but a belt won't hold them. So I think, you know, I think you do need to, I mean, both sides, you need to wear something that's age appropriate. because, um, But, you know, if you can pull it off, you still got that youthful appearance and you may be 45 or 50 or whatever, still pull it off by all means. If, you know, if you can do that, do that. But, you know, it just, it just depends on your body and your body makeup because everybody can't pull it off. So it's to each their own in that in that particular case.
7: Okay. I don't know. It's like, you know how you go to family reunions and you see your uncles wearing the Air Jordan short sets and everything and they in their 50s. They just kind of look funny to me, but I guess it's appropriate for family reunions. I don't know. But, Ray, um, you can comment on that, but let me ask you this, Ray. Should a person be criticized for wearing something too tight, or should they be applauded for being confident enough to wear it?
5: I mean, it all depends on who you are. Just like with with things being age appropriate, you know, it all depends on how you throw it together and and who you are. You know, you got uh, that is forty five years old that that they can pull certain things off, but then you have some guys that's thirty, but they dress like they're fifty. So, you know, it it, it all depends on. You know the person, just like a female. You know, you get a female. You know, such as Janet Jackson. She never stung me out, and she probably what forty seven or forty eight or something like that. She she might be I might don't have, know. Yeah, then you may have another female that that's all. Uh, you know, thirty five, and and she already passed the prime. She already, really shot. You know, wearing the hair like old women and all that type of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it all depends on 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 who the person is. Now, um, what was the last question you asked?
7: Um, first of all, Janet is forty nine. Prior to that, I had asked about um, the age appropriate um, dress code. Like, is it is it okay if someone may be older but they dress younger or something like that?
5: Yeah, I, I yeah that's the but what
7: was the question that was after that?
5: Because. I, I oh, think about that kind of it, on that,
9: yeah.
7: Should, yeah, if someone um, who's wearing a tight outfit, should they be criticized for wearing something tight or applauded for being confident enough to wear it?
5: Well, yeah, that depends on who they are too. I mean, if, if you wearing something tight and you are in the wrong place, because this is the problem that I have with with, with a lot of females. You know, you come to work and stuff with with. That's not appropriate, dress. Now, you know, I'm not like a lot of guys, so I'm not going to give you satisfaction. But last turn around, act like they ain't never seen a woman before, and you don't realize that the people standing behind you, the woman can see your reflection off of the mirrors or the, the windows in the building, or, you know, uh, their cameras everywhere. So when you turn around, gawking and staring, There are people looking at that. Now, first of all, to me, the female is wrong because she came to work dressed that way. And the way I am, hey, you come out here looking like that, I'm going to look. You know what I mean? But I'm just not going to be disrespectful with it. But at the same time, I think they should stop people from dressing too provocatively in certain places. I disagree with that. I mean... It, it may it may look nice, but at the same time, it causes issues, it causes problems, and it causes too much, draws too much attention to yourself. So, you know, I don't think you should be allowed to wear tight clothes unless you're, you know, in gymnastics or something like that. That's just my <laughs> opinion.
7: <it>. In gymnastics.
0: <laughs> All right.
7: And Crystal, let me get a woman's opinion. Should a a person be criticized for wearing something too tight, or applauded for being confident enough to wear it? So let's just say, let me give you a scenario here. Let's just say, you know, it's um, a dude in a tight in a tight shirt, and he may not have, you know, six pack abs. He may have a little pouch on him or something, or maybe a woman wearing a spandex, and she may be a three X.
9: All right, well, yeah, I, I think that a person should dress according to, you know, their size. Um, I've seen plenty of women um, who are larger sized, but they're not wearing, you know, like tents or anything. I mean, they have on clothes that fit them. And that is very provocative, but it fits it fits, you know? It's made uh, for them and and I think nowadays there are more curvy lined clothes that are out that are actually created to fit their body. So um so that's fine. What my problem I guess would be for when I see women who are who are wearing things that are literally, you know, two or three sizes too small in order to you know show off whatever i don't know and it's you know that's ridiculous i mean because there are clothes out there that you can choose that are very um sexy or whatever you're trying to do that is made for you
3: you know yeah.
9: but anyway and as far as the guys since you know i like looking at guys um yeah i don't want to see that nobody wants to see your pot belly your whatever it's the same thing with women or whatever but no one wants to see that. If you please do not take your shirt off if you have tits um, <laughs> if you have you know, I mean really. Like I mean I can just Rick use Ross. the example Thank you. Oh my god. Put your shirt on. You know, I
7: mean
9: well you you to do this one. This is horrible. I mean <laughs> <laughs> So basically for each one Just wear clothes that are appropriate But the thing about it is If you are trying to show off something That's obviously Not what people want to see Why would you think somebody wants to see that? You know, I mean really I mean Ew (laughs) I mean it's so, no, I don't applaud them for, you know, I mean, what am I applauding you for?
3: You're disturbing That's my confidence.
9: Lost <laughs> okay. confidence. There ain't no confidence. Somebody lied to your
7: ass. I and crack they, up on And the you job. know
9: damn well. I mean, you know damn well you shouldn't be wearing shit like that. Female or male. I mean, you know. God
7: damn. Somebody sent I mean, a picture on Facebook the other day when this dude and his pants were way too tight. You know, like when Wranglers become Stranglers. And, I mean, you can see Like, you can count the change in his pocket, right? Because his pants were so tight. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have some women who wear their bras too small, I guess, to try to push their titties together. I don't know. And you get that overflow on the side or the real big humps that come up under their chin. And uh, so, yeah, people... People, but well, I, I, one thing I have learned, a lot of women don't know how to shop for bras. That's something I learned when I was married, that um, there's going to, like, the Yeah, bras, they don't. They really there don't. are a lot of women mm-hmm. who do not know how to shop for bras. But, all right, mm-hmm. the next five questions are brought to you by crystalhickerson.com. Buck, does the outfit make the man, or does the man make the outfit? And what I mean by when I say does the man make the outfit, does your personality make the outfit what it is, or does the outfit kind of make your personality what
6: it is? I think your personality makes what the outfit is, because,
7: I mean, and it really depends on, I mean, ultimately it depends on
6: you and, you know, how you wear it. And, you know, it depends on a lot of different factors. Um, If you pick something out to wear, you know, you want to make, you know, for me, I try, you know, unless I know it, it fits, you know, what I'm picking out, but, um if I'm picking out something that I, you know just in something you know if I'm trying to change styles or something like that try it on you want to take take a look at it and make sure you know it looks good on you because you know when you go somewhere, whether you're going out or whether you just you know whatever you may be doing, you want to buy something, you know, you want to feel good in it. And your personal you know, your personality should come out a little bit when mm-hmm. you you know, wear something nice. So, you know, if you're going to like I just used the fish house, for example, down here in Pensacola. It's, it's late at night, and, you you know, you're going out, you know, you're not necessarily, you know, you're not dating at the moment. You just want to go out and just, you know, you want to dress or impress. You know, you want to buy something that's different, something that, you know, that, you, that fits your personality, your style. Um, some people even go as far as, you know, buying something that, you know, they know they you know, buy something they wear that kind of match what they drive. I'm not saying they necessarily the same color vehic you know, same color as the vehicle, but something that makes mm-hmm. them feel good in the vehicle that they are driving. So they're trying to you know, trying to fit the style of the what what so they're driving a Corvette for example, Corvette convertible and they go out and buy maybe some linen you know, some light linen clothing or something like that, or mm-hmm. maybe some silk slacks and, and that's silk a good point I'm, like
7: that. I was actually gonna to get to that later. That's a good point.
6: Yeah, so, I mean, some people go that far. But, I mean, you know, you should look at when you buy something and you're trying to, you know, feel good about it, you want something that's kind of fits your personality.
3: You know, you don't want
6: to wear something that you don't want to pick up something and, it, you know, you look like, you know, like Beretta from back in the day or some shit. You want to look... You know, you, <laughs> You know, you wanna look you wanna look good. You wanna feel good when you put it on. Man, I mean, so, you know, so you check yourself out. I mean you know, go to the go to the dressing room and check it out. Make sure it look good. Don't just buy something that don't never try it on and then when you get it home it don't fit and you gotta go back and make a second trip. Make sure you look good in it. And I mean that's for both that's for both men and women. I mean okay. try it on because you know, there's certain things that you buy and you may you know, especially when you get my age, you know, the thing is, you don't want to go in there and buy something that's got numbers on it, and that's past your that's past your age range. You know, you want to get if you do have numbers on it or something. You know, just for example, like maybe a shirt that's got forty four, forty five, and you got two different two or three different numbers on it. That's kind of for younger guys, not guys my age. So, but there is clothes that are age, age appropriate that may have a number or two on it. So you just you want to try it out, make sure it looks good or maybe have some special design on the front or something like that. You just don't want to buy something, and then it just don't look good, and you go out and people look at you and think you're fucking retarded. So just make sure you try (laughs) it on and make sure it looks good.
7: Okay. Well, let me go back to Crystal before I get the next question to record. I want to get a woman's opinion. Crystal, does the outfit make the man, or does the man make the outfit, in your opinion? Uh,
9: The man makes the outfit. Um, so I agree with what Buck just said. Okay.
7: And it's funny because, like, to me, I guess it can go either way as long as it, as long as your personality matches one or the other. Like, if you're going to be a bum, then have a casual personality. If you're going to be dressed to the nines, then have a, an you know, some type of Elegant personality or something. I don't know. It's like, you know, James Bond's personality always matched his his outfits, you know. But now I know a guy who dresses like a bum, but he has a way with words. He's so intelligent. And, I mean, he can talk a hooker into paying him. I mean, he's just that good, but he dresses like a bum. And I'm like, man, if this dude threw on a suit, he could rule the world. But, I mean, that's just not his thing. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, the personality and the outfits don't match but um most people tend to lean towards the personality as far as what makes an outfit. And Ray, when it comes to a woman, what makes her outfit kinda pop, you know? When you start talking to a woman uh somewhere, is it her personality that kind of brings out the outfit more? Is it the shoes, her accessories? I mean, what about a woman's kinda of makes her stand out?
5: Well, you can tell a lot about a woman by the way she dresses. You know, I mean, it, I like the woman dresses nice, but at the same time, you have to dress within your uh, within your budget. Like you have some females that come out with, you know, duny and or Coach bags or Gucci or whatever they wear, and you say, well, okay you're just about to tell what type of female you're going to deal with when you see that kind of stuff. All right, no problem. As long as, okay, you're doing something that backs all of that up. You're female, you sit down, you're working at the grocery store and you're doing it like that, it's a problem. Because sooner or later, she going to need something from you. Or, you know, she's the type of female that, Every time she eats, she got to eat lobster, she got to eat shrimp, she got to eat steak. You know, congratulations to you. You went to school, you became a nurse, or you became uh, something in, in, in the business field or whatever, more power to you. But to them type of females, I always say, never forget where you came from. You know, when you get too high and mighty, we can't just go get a burger. We just can't go to one of these side restaurants after you come from a movie or whatever the case is. Nah, you don't need nobody like that. But I like for a woman to to know how to accessorize. It don't have to be expensive. It's just got to be classy. And, you know, a lot of people don't, don't understand that. I mean you have to have the personality to make it all come together at the same time. But, you know, I like for, you know, somebody to look nice in something that fits, something that looks good on them, something that's not too over the top, something that wherever we going, you can fit in with that outfit, you know. And I think if you are a good dresser, can put things together for certain events. Like some people, they go on certain places all one way. You know, you should be able to go get a suit, get measured up, get it, you know, tailored to the way you like it and look good in that suit when you get finished with it. And you should be able to do the same thing if you go to a ball game or you go on. Just to a picnic or whatever You should have something for every occasion
7: Okay, alright Well uh Sorry 347 two, zero, two, zero, two, Is the number On the Talk to Q Radio show To the 601 area code I go to the Magnolia State of Mississippi Welcome all my man Eminem Eminem, what's happening bro? Hey, what up cute? What up Radio World? Not too much, man. <laughs> and Eminem, this this is the basically the, the, the title question of the of the show. Does how you dress affect the reputation of your significant other? You know, do you represent them when you're out? Um,
0: I, I think a lot of it is, is based on the occasion. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if um I don't know, maybe you're, you're, you're out somewhere and it, and it's, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe the, the, your significant other, you know, friends might know it's your anniversary or something and you're at a, you know, kind of upscale restaurant or whatever and you're coming in with some, you know, some dingy ass socks on and some, you know, slippers or something and, you know, stains and shit all on your shirt, you know, yeah, that, that would be some awkward shit, but, uh. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure. I, I think, I think it's, like, where people see you at. Like, if somebody was to see you... Now, some people, you know, tend to dress nice whenever you see them. You know, and that's pretty much like a personality thing. But other people, you know, it's just like, well, you know, if I'm just running the auto zone, shit, man, I might, look like, I just came out of a damn cave or something. But if it's,
1: you know...
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, the Soul Bowl, or uh, uh, I just use myself for example, my art show or something like that. It's like, yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to, you know, cut you with a razor blade, you know. So, right. Um, that that kind of thing affects the. But if if you look like a bomb, or you look slouchy, or or just unkempt or ungroomed or what, whatever whatever it is that's that's not on purpose, you know, if you look like that. Based on certain occasions or things like that, yeah, that will impact uh, uh, the view of the significant of. Now they might be cool with it, but what it does is it it lets people understand that. Uh, well, damn, you know, if she looks like that, and I look like this. You know, I might can take that nigga from her if I wanted to. Now, whether somebody tried. That probably may not happen, but that kind of stuff go in your head. You know what I'm saying? So, And guys look at it the same way. You know, it's like if you see uh, a dude with a, uh, you know, a very attractive lady and then, you know, anything that happens, and the, well, this kind of off the attire just a little bit, but just say she got to, you know, change her own flat and all that kind of stuff where, I mean, them light bulbs start going off like, okay, what time does this nigga go to work? You know what I'm saying? I might need to slide through here. Them thoughts be in their head. So that's the whole point on want to look, you know, your wardrobe. You want to, you don't want to, You, the main thing, you don't never want to embarrass your mate at all. So, you know, you don't dress for nobody or nothing like that. You know, be yourself, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, don't be no fool either. You know, don't sit up here and, and you, you want to make your mate, the whole point is you want people to feel, you want the the guys to say, damn, I wish I was that dude, and you want the girls to say, damn, I wish I was her. I mean, you want to look that good to best of okay. your ability. you know. You got to shine, you know what I'm
7: saying? All right, all right. And, Crystal, what do you think? Can um, Is what you wear going to reflect good or poorly on your mate? People you know, you judge your mate based on, well, Judge, I guess your mate's decision-making based on what you wear?
9: Well, yeah, it can. I mean, um, when you are at, like, certain events and and things like that, I think Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ray touched on it. Um, I kind of agree with what he said regarding, you know, when you have, you know, going out to events. Okay, let's say you're, you're dating this person, and now, this actually happened to me once <laughs> um, and just once I was with this guy um who was who um we have and he was basically um he dressed like um casually you know he didn't like a bum um but he you know he dressed casually all the most of the time, and I had an event coming up it was like the first time um that you know, we were gonna. I was going to. I can introduce him to, you know, like my coworkers and things like was that. Type of event. You know, you need to dress up really nicely,
3: mm-hmm.
9: and all that. So I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was a little nervous about what he's going to show up in, and um, and then also how he can would conduct himself at right, the right. Uh, at the event. But, um, you know, thankfully, I was pleasantly surprised. He showed up. He looked great. And um, he actually said the right things in the right places and joked the right way without going overboard. So I was sitting there going, oh, my God. And I didn't want to, like, later I thought maybe I should say something, but I didn't because it would only come out like an insult. Right. Even though I would be, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you can <laughs> You actually, you actually pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. didn't realize you're a goddamn criminal, but um <laughs> what you was, actually. but anyway oh. um but yeah it does it does you know project because you what happens is they may be okay for you casually, like you know even dating you go out to your places or clubs or your restaurants or whatever, but it's quite different when you you know you're taking them around different people, you know, and you never thought about that.
7: You're like whoa, whoa, whoa! And that's why, Let me throw <laughs> yeah. a scenario out out for you. So, if you're going out on a Valentine's Day um, date, mm-hmm. then what kind of outfit should your mate wear?
9: Well, he should be dressed because I I hope he's taking me somewhere really nice. All right, I mean, me. So, so yeah, you know, if, if you he's know. meeting
7: if he's meeting your parents for the first time, you know, at their home.
9: And he should be dressed very nice, casually, but nice. But, you know, business casual, as I like to call it. You know, just a little bit, step it up a little bit more than just, it depends on the guy, too. I mean, um, most of the guys I've known in my life, from the criminals to, you know, the regular guys, they tend (laughs) to, no matter what they um, wear, they look really good in because it was Mm -hmm. part of their personality, you know, anyway. It didn't matter what they were wearing, from jeans to a suit or whatever. They always looked good in Very comfortable, looking like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would expect them to, you know, act civilized and to to dress accordingly. I mean, okay, so I mean don't embarrass me. I mean, that, you
7: know. so Jeremy, so i was gonna say Jeremy Meeks can show up at your office Christmas party wearing jeans and a T-shirt and probably get by. Who? Jeremy Meeks, wasn't that... Isn't that the name of the guy that went to prison that everyone called Mr. Mac oh, Drane that guy, actually,
9: you know what? Yeah, he looks really good in that picture, but I've seen him in other pictures, he didn't look so hot. But anyway, but I know where you're getting at. Um, <laughs> okay, even, you know, you know, my guys that I like, the type. He, I mean, still, put on a goddamn suit, man. I know you got one, Okay. And so he has, you know, you have the
7: orange jumpsuit.
9: Well, no. No, no,
7: no, no, with county on the back of it. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't fuck uh, with those
9: kind of niggas. If anything, it'll be a different kind of suit.
7: Christmas, I don't miss with <laughs> criminals who get caught. <laughs> nope. No,
9: no. And if they do, they go on away,
7: motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> They're gone <laughs> All right So Buck Should your significant other have Veto power over your outfit You know If your significant other thinks that Your outfit is Going to be something that's going to attract Too many women or maybe makes you Not look so Good you know Does she have the right to say No
6: I think to a certain extent Yes I mean simply because I mean I don't, you know, I definitely don't want to wear something that would, you know, offend her or, you know, or vice versa. So, you know, you just really kind of, you know, typically, I mean, sometimes you even, you know, if we're shopping together, you know, I ask, hey, you know, you think this looks good, you know? And it depends. I mean, because, you know, you don't know what they – actually like you in so you know sometimes it's good to go shopping to kind of get that you know to kind of see what they you know what they're about so when it comes to clothes and what they think you're in Uh, um was a lady i knew a long time ago and uh i was larger at that point and she she wanted me in larger clothes not necessarily hanging off but she wanted me in larger clothes because she thought i would look better in larger ones and um and actually, you know, her, her taste in clothing was not bad because she, she did buy me a few outfits, and they were actually pretty good. But she was actually kind of trying to dress me down some instead of up because I always wear a lot of collars, you know, shirts mm-hmm. collars, whether it be, you know, because that's just kind of what I do, you know. But I don't wear a whole lot of T-shirts unless I'm wearing them under something or wearing them around the house. So if I do wear a shirt that's collarless, it's going to be more of a, you know, more of a go-out type shirt versus... You know, a T-shirt. So, you know, and it, what she what she picked out me out for me actually was really really pretty cool. So, you know, it just depends on you know what it is, and you know, it's good to go shopping together. So that way you can kind of get ideas on what to wear, you know, or what she likes you in, or what you like her in, or whatever. So, I think it's pretty cool if you could do that, and that way you kind of get that way you know what's good and what's not so good.
7: Ray, how do you feel, man? Can your significant other veto
6: your
5: outfit? Um, I think you should always respect what they say. And if you're going to their, their event, I think you should kind of, you know, cater your dress code to what they were like, you know what I mean? But um, I don't think you should ever tell a man or a woman just flat out, okay, you can't wear that. Now, you can say, hey, if you wear that, I'm not going because, okay, now you you told them how you feel and you're against it. But a grown person, you should never try to tell them what they can and what they can't wear. So, yeah, to a certain extent, if you want to say that's vetoing it, then yeah, I, I guess so. But, you know, I think if you and somebody together they should know what you're about and you should know what they're about. And if you, um, you should be able to come to some kind of understanding. You know, if you have a, a woman that, you know, likes to get dressed up, dressed up, okay, well, you can't stick out standing next to her. So, therefore, you may have to go with the shoes and the dress shirt and the necktie and all that. So... I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. Just adjusting to what your significant other is doing or what she would like for you to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's just being reasonable.
7: Okay. All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. And so, Eminem, how would you respond to... All right, say you're wearing something you're wearing a uh, just this killer suit all right you got your your suit looking right, you got your shoes all shine, and all that stuff. you're looking good, you're smelling good, you're feeling good, you're going out with the boys. How would you feel if she told you that she's okay with the outfit but not when she's not around,
0: <laughs> oh man, like I say. That that's why, you know, shit work out better when a when a when a woman don't really you know, talk and shit. But uh <laughs> Um Oh
3: man. But you
0: know you know, I, uh <laughs>
7: oh,
0: But man. um
7: Do your trip.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I but you know, but now if it's if it's uh you know, like I say if it's one of them, you know, significant things or whatever, then you don't wanna hear of a whole bunch of shit and you don't want to hear it all week or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess you kind of brush it off or something like that. But, uh, uh, or just be like, well, shit, man, you know, it, this don't look that good. You know, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's, that's my approach. You know, I'm just, you know, it's just me. But, uh, um, you know, and then some guys, you know, just, and well, especially women do this shit. Uh, but, uh, you know, some guys, you know, just do the, that school day shit, you know. Of course, a grown person shouldn't have to do that, but you know, some people do it. It's like, okay, well, you know, what you see them in pulling out, but you know, they're gonna stop at McDonald's and change and shit and go on, you know. So, e- either way it go, grown people gonna do what they do. You know, that's how I look at it. But, uh, but you know, but uh, to an extent, uh, and I like I like Ray answer on on uh, the, the, the 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 other question a lot of times it all depends on what the situation is if you're if you're gonna be together, it seems and it's their event like it's their event for them, well, that's when the say tends to carry more weight, you know vice versa, you know, but if it's one of them things where you know well shit you know this person ain't gonna be with you anyway or that that one ain't gonna be with you anywhere well i don't i don't I don't feel that you know a person should take it there to an extent, you know, because if somebody's just looking good, you know, my thing is they just look good. I mean, you know, you got dudes act all like that and shit. You know, it ain't that the, the chick got something on provocative. It's just that, okay, she's just very nicely built and got a nice face and stuff to go with it, so... She to have niggas coming at her whether she, you know, got some rollers on or the damn Washington, so, you know. Sure. Um so I, I think a lot of times people just have insecurities or whatever, you know. But uh I agree. Yeah, but uh but yeah, but you know but in but you know, it's it best a woman just keep her mouth shut when it comes to that. Now, a guy should be able to ask what he wants to because it's different. You know. Um You know, because a woman is is different than a man. You know, women don't like to admit that, but it's totally different, you know. So, you know, if uh, if a guy step out with a nice suit on or whatever, I mean, you know, it don't necessarily mean that something to pop off or whatever, but if a woman come out, you know, I, I mean, I love short skirts and all that and shit. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying if somebody is with you and they leave out like that, well, you already know. They finna get hammered with, damn, baby, what's up, and all that shit. You already know that's coming. So, you know, people can say it's a double standard, but it's really not, you know.
7: Uh, uh, I know, of course. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me let Crystal get in here. <laughs> Crystal, let me ask you, because um, I, I get Eminem's point, you know, when a if a man looks good, women may not approach him, because women necessarily aren't that aggressive. But if a woman's looking good, then men are going to approach her left and right. I mean, so I, how do you feel about that statement? Then I'll just ask you the question that I gave him at first.
9: Well, I mean, I don't think it's um necessarily um just a male or female thing, really. I mean, I mean, it depends on how good he looks. I mean, <laughs> especially if you've been around some just you know, you're looking around there's always basic people that you've been seeing, like in a restaurant or in a club or something. And then here comes a walk through the door of somebody like, Damn, what the fuck is that? So, I mean, that'll, you know, turn you on a little bit. And so you'll do some things you know, to get his attention. So, I mean, I don't think it's a male or female thing. I think both both do the same thing when they see someone that they're interested in. So um Okay. So I guess that's, yeah, that's my answer to that question.
7: All right. Well, as far as the original question, um, how would you respond to your mate telling you that your outfit is too inappropriate to go out without him?
9: <laughs>
7: yeah, that should be interesting.
9: Um, well, first of all, he knows not to say no shit like that to me. Okay, number one. Number two, <laughs> I wear the fuck I want to wear. I'm going wherever the fuck I want to go. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, because I'm not disrespectful to my man. I mean, I can see if, you know, we just got to knowing each other, and he, you know, maybe we went out on one date, and he sees me somewhere, and I'm dressed, you know, provocatively or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, you ain't got no, you know, <laughs> claim to this yet. You know, so you need to keep working on that. But I mean, if he's my man and we're together, and you know, no, no, I'm not gonna walk out looking like you know I'm charging for the night. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm to dress basic, you know. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm gonna dress nice, what but do we get for $10? I mean, I'm not gonna do that, <laughs> right? You know, because hey, I mean, if I want to dress for charging, I stay at home with him. You know what I'm saying? Shit, so, shit, motherfucker. <laughs> right. So anyway, I mean, no, I wouldn't do that, and I think that is disrespectful because sometimes he, how you dress can be, you know, it's like where the, where are you going? So, you, know, you know, who the fuck you gonna meet? Who do you think you're gonna see? Who are you trying to impress? You right. know, I mean, I think that's mainly for women more so than for guys. If I saw my guy leave out and he looked nice, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it just wouldn't. I don't think it affects women as much. Well, yeah. I mean, some women, some women it does, actually But if you look like shit all the time And then all of a
7: sudden You're going out <laughs> you and you're all dressed up Right
9: Yeah I'm like, you took a bath today, motherfucker like, Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Where are you going? Yeah, i going to shoot so you combed your hair. <laughs> off the so, yeah, I mean, if it's extreme like that, then, yeah, I right. think you do have a right to say what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> you know, something's amiss. So.
7: All right. On Twitter, Veronica Cuyugan chimed in and said uh, if, if her man told her that uh, what she's wearing is inappropriate to go out on her own, she says she's going to throw some pasties under an open blazer, and throw on some hot pants. So I guess she would be defiant. And let me go to the 510 area code out there in the golden state of California and welcome on my long lost cousin Q. What's happening, man? Cousin Q. Other Q. Q the second. All right. And oh I'm yeah, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. What's I'm going on?
2: I I I had to pay my phone bill real quick, because they was about to cut me off.
7: Okay, and I'm glad so, you got that taken care of, man. And um <laughs> so let me ask you this, man. Can a not so attractive person, you know, maybe somebody who's like a five out of a out of ten still get a date with you because they're a good dresser?
2: Well, what I'm gonna say is gonna sound condescending, but I don't mean it that way um, people people who are stuck on looks and trying to bust one as a as a way of victory, they're gonna look at the appearance more so. I come from the understanding of I need to interact with a mate that's going to help me as we move forward. I'm not really fascinated and I'm answering the question directly, I'm not really fascinated with just the appearance of a woman. I'm more fascinated with the presentation of a woman because the gentlemen that I am around, they have wives that add to their business. They have wives that increase what they do. And a lot of the guys I know that are suffering from the dating process, they're still getting caught up on big butts and what have you. Um let let me la- let me lastly say there was a there was a guy there was a guy I knew in ninety eight and uh this is gonna make a lot of sense. He he was a sixteen year old kid with a kiosk still in high school and he was making ten thousand a day with a payout of only five hundred a month. I mean uh ten ten thousand a month with a payout of only five hundred a month. And he said one of the most profound things to me. He said, Hey, Q I don't need just any female. I need a female I can take around business partners. He said, "Have you seen how some of these chicks act up and kill somebody's deal?" He said, "No, I can't do it." And I and that stuck with me throughout the years.
7: I get that sometimes you want someone who's not going to mess up your money for sure. I definitely understand that. Okay, so he says it's not necessarily about the appearance is more about the presentation. Ray, what about you, man? I mean, you date someone who may be a 5 out of a 10 if they're a good dresser? Maybe they have that good uh, presentation that he's talking about?
5: Yeah, I mean, I would because you said most definitely. But, I mean, um, I think you have to present yourself well. I don't think that, you know, that dressing can... Really, just get you over. You have to have something else to go along with that, and um, you know that can be smart, that can be personality, that can be, you know, just a, a fun person to be around. Now, if they're uh, a five or something like that, but they dress real well to keep themselves up, I mean, yeah, that could be, but you. That could be enough, you know, but it all depends. Like uh, Cousin Q was saying, if you have a woman, you know, every time you got to sit down and you're talking about things that matter, and she's talking about, you know, advancing or doing something that can, you know, either put money in your pocket or put you in a better situation or whatever the case is, yeah, that type of person is worth listening to because they're going to make you better in the long run. So, yeah, I, you can give somebody like that a shot because, you know, it's all about what they're about. If they're about, you know, positivity and, you know, opening your eyes to some things that you might not open your eyes to previously or they're about the same thing that you about, then, yeah, why not?
7: Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Just a couple more questions brought to you by knotsforchange.ca. Uh, Crystal, I mean, let me go to Eminem. Eminem, can two people who dress differently, and I mean completely different, uh, like one is neat and one is a slob, can they coexist successfully in a relationship?
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, it's possible, but it, it all depends on what they look like underneath, so to speak. You know, like if, <laughs> if, you know, if they dress a certain way, but at the same time, um, you know, they they just just totally like a slouchy person. Then I think you know it could be. Like, uh, I don't think that'll work then. But if they you know just kind of dress real casual and carefree. But at the same time, you know, they probably got a, they look like they can, you know, uh, what was the lady that used to come on the show a couple of years back, the fitness trainer? Um,
7: Bree Jensen. Bree
0: Jensen. I mean, they was, you know, had a physique or something like that. And, they, you know, so I, I guess in essence what I'm saying is uh, not dressing up to par or dressing for the occasion is not going to look the same if they look like, you know, pressure's laid out in the couch or something with sweats so, on. I mean, it's not going to look the same. So uh, that's th- that's what I mean by coexist. You know, it, it just it kind of depends on the person. You know, most in most cases not, but if somebody you know really kind of just you know look good or whatever, and then like I say, I don't like to talk about guys because like I say, you know, ain't a few of us straight guys left. So, but you know, but but maybe from a lady standpoint, I mean, for dude looking like. I don't know, shit. I don't know Fabio or some shit like that from years back. And you know, he walking around all the time with you no know, no shirt on. Well, I mean, shit. I mean, I'm sure it's not gonna look the same as you know, uh, uh, what's the dude name uh, uh, that was on Family Matters, the the cop, the dad. You know, he he, he needs to yeah. cut his hair lower because yeah. his shit was going bald in the middle. And you know, with a wife beat on, needing a bra. I mean, that shit ain't gonna look the same to her. So. Like I say, it all depend on it all depend on the person, you know. So, but uh, in most cases, it's not gonna work. But man, could I please answer that other question just real quick? I, ain't gonna, I promise i ain't gonna take it ten seconds. <laughs> all right, ten seconds. You know, as far as like, uh, what was the question? The one previously. I know my answer, but I'm trying to remember exactly what the question
3: was. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
7: yes. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can a person who's a five out of ten score a date with you because they're a good dresser? Oh, now my my answer to that was, you know, in
0: in a in a single scenario and everything's working for me yeah. or whatever. No, I ain't shooting for no damn five. I ain't thinking about all that because my thing yeah. is, you know, I'm ignorant when it when it comes to. When, when 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 i got some money in my pocket and i ain't got no responsibilities i'm i'm ignorant as hell so i ain't thinking about long run or nothing i'm like look
3: you know i got
0: my own brain if if this bitch got the body i got my own brain i don't have nobody to think for me i do that myself so that's ignorant but hey that's how it is that you know what i can go back in a time machine now that's one of the few things i probably still be the same way about you know just like Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. If if I can if, if if I can get on that right there, I ain't selling for shit. It's like going on a car lot, man. You know, you, you know when that salesman's talking to you, or whatever, they sit up there trying to figure out about what you can spend, and you look, you got that look in your eye like. Ah if I can get it I will get that but I ain't going over that. But if they know your ass and go over that, they gonna keep going up. Nobody's gonna say, Give me that trade in down there. So that's how I look at that shit. You know. I'm only I it's
2: gonna
0: ask- get you it's gonna get you to point <laughs> A to point B, but uh uh-uh, no no man.
2: Can I ask a quick question? Just, if I just, can get just to the moon, I'm
0: getting to the moon. I'm ignorant as hell. Yeah, please
3: do.
2: <laughs> Let me just ask a quick question. All right. So so the moon would be, like, the finest one that you want to bust with, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, because, see, we're the guys. Okay, you know, okay, we have a no, no, no problem. Time.
2: No problem. Here's a question then. Why would you not just pay for it?
0: Oh, that's even better. If the sells selling, that's I want to legalize.
2: I just want to
3: get to the crust of the matter. Oh, yeah.
0: I hey, 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 I, I, I ain't got no pride when it comes to that. Fuck it, man. You know, <laughs> see, that's just like when I, like I say, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, like I said, now, now
0: everybody ain't finna get paid, but I mean, but if you're on a certain level, I mean, well, hey, you know, you you marketable,
3: so that's that's every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you uh, know
2: what I appreciate his honesty because I did a seminar last month and I, I tried to get dudes to understand a lot of dudes ain't the players that they think they are. If if they are honest, like the brother was just honest then they would get in less trouble. You wouldn't have these five different kids, by three be- different baby mama scenarios and what have you. Just be honest about what you're trying to do. Don't try to tell a chick you're trying to date her and you're really trying to bust. And if you're really trying to bust, right. why don't you just find the finest one and shed a couple of dollars and pick that and, and get it out the way rather than the prolonged game plan. But yeah, right.
7: That's true. And then another way to prevent, you know, five babies <laughs> by three mamas is to wear a rubber. That helps, too. Oh, uh, no, nah, uh, but see, but, that, but when you're that's super That's something that lose, guys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but, yeah, but
0: see, in a super ignorant culture, you, yeah. you was always taught that, you know, if she looked a certain way, you, you it's like, that's like no rubber material,
7: and, you know, that rubbed <laughs> off on a lot of folks. I've actually you know. had a conversation with someone about that, and I was like, man, I understand why you got so many kids, but yeah. all right. So, last question. Let me go back to Buck. Buck, <laughs> Buck you alluded to it earlier. Yeah, dude had nine yeah. kids. But, um, Buck, you alluded Damn. to it earlier. Um, when, when you talked about, that, you know, some people may dress and try to wear something that kind of coincides with their, you know, design of their car, the color of their car or something. So, mm-hmm. is the type of vehicle that you drive an extension of your outfit or can it be?
6: It, it can be, or it could be an extension of your personality too, depending on what you drive. Um, I mean, because some people take it to that extent. I mean, I don't. I don't really give a shit. You know, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try to dress to impress. I don't. You know, I'm not trying to dress to, to you know, impress as far as what I'm driving. I I could I care less about all that. But, um, but some people do, and I mean, for some, I mean, if they got it like that. They can do it like that. It's no big issue. But, um. You know, some people go out and buy flashy vehicles, and if they buy flashy vehicles, they're going to buy clothes to match, Um, Mm -hmm. or not necessarily not necessarily the color, but maybe clothes that they think would match. You know what they're driving. So some people do that. I mean, and like I said, I mean we see it all the time. We do see people that do that. You know, the rich, the fluent. You know, they may. You know, if they. They buy a convertible, or they buy, or BMW or Mercedes S class or E class or something like that. Then those are the people that's gonna, you know, they're gonna try to get that wardrobe where they're gonna have, where they may have, maybe pantsuits or slacks in a in a in a at least a coat, you know, or something like that, or maybe cufflinks or something, you know, maybe cufflinks that may be the same color as their door handles. I mean, just, you know, simple stuff like that. It may it may sound like it's something that we don't see every day, but we do see it.
7: I mean, so Crystal, all right, and I get that, but Crystal, if um, I mean, if a guy who you would rate a 9 out of 10 pulls up for your date in a Daewoo with a different colored door um, on the passenger side, I mean, does that take away from his outfit a little bit when you see him stepping out of the car? Does it take away from his whole presentation, I guess?
9: Um. Yeah. Even though he's a nine out of ten. <laughs> well, he's not a nine out of ten if he's driving a loop deep. I mean, come on. Um, no. I mean, I mean, it's kind a nine. I mean, I mean, see, when you when you're talking about, it, I mean, I'm not just looking at his outfit, because see, a car is is. I don't. See, a car is not like just wearing a different tie. I mean, even for rich people, you, it's not. It goes with your whole lifestyle, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're choosing a car, you know, for that. I mean, you um, choose a car to go with. Okay, like if you had a choice between a Mercedes and a BMW, there types of people who are Mercedes people and there are types of people who are BMW people. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Mercedes person than a BMW. But, um, so there are certain types and if he's choosing a car for that, that's what he's choosing it for. His whole personality. Not just for one thing. And even if you have several cars, they're not for your clothes. They're for what you're doing. The lifestyle you're doing You know, like maybe I'll, You know, you take the convertible up the coast You take the, you know, the bigger car You know, with the family or whatever Anyway, so, but anyway So to me, those two don't really coincide Per se But yeah, if he's wearing something really, really nice And he's getting out of a Chevy You know, 1980 Chevy Or something, I'm you know, like Where do you think you're going? You know, I mean, come on
7: You're not going out with him? <sighs> I don't oh, know. Christa, Maybe. Oh, Christa, you're so shallow. <laughs> I am.
9: I mean, sometimes... Wow. Mean, come on. What? If your no car can... is not better than my car, I mean, it's not like I have a, a luxury car. I mean, come on. It... No really? one can ever
7: say that you and Eminem aren't honest. That's for sure. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think everyone the on, on this show is pretty much honest. I think everyone on this show is pretty much honest, so... I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> You're welcome. All, right. All right. So um, on tomorrow's show, well, not on tomorrow, I plan on releasing a podcast of a Q on one with an author, Truth Devour. You've heard our ads on the show. We'll discuss her trilogy of books called The Enigma Series and more. That should release at 8 p.m. Eastern here on T2Q. The next live show will be Tuesday, October 13th at 10 p.m. Eastern. The Traditions of Marriage. We'll take a look at some of the um, long-standing traditions to see if they should be done away with or not. You know, should a woman take her husband's last name? Should prenups be mandatory? Those things and more on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by TruthDevourer.com, CrystalHickerson.com, Firstchange.ca, and then um, and I also got to throw digitalsoftwarekeys.com in there as well. All right, um, final thoughts. But I want to mention there's this appeal that's called uh, Flimbanserin flim- 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 I don't know. Anyway, they call it the female Viagra, and it basically um, improves a woman's libido. Okay, and makes her want to have sex more. And so a lot of people are kind of upset over this because it's it's really not Viagra. Viagra works strictly with your genitals, essentially, whereas this actually cures something in a woman's brain that makes her want to have sex. So it's not that she's not capable of having sex like a man who may need Viagra. It's just that she doesn't want to until she takes that pill. Just give your opinion on that, you know, if you think it's a good idea, not necessary, or whatever you want to say. And also give your final thoughts on um, how your wardrobe may or may not affect your mate's reputation. And, Buck, I'll start with you.
6: Great show, as always. Um, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate one thing that I said as far as, you know, when it comes to um, what you're dealing with as far as your clothes go. Anytime you're picking out You need to really make sure that you uh, pick out something that uh, that makes sense. You know, make sure you try it on, look at it before you buy it, so therefore, you know, you look like something when you go somewhere. Um, You don't necessarily want to pick something out that look good. And sometimes carry your mate because, you know, it's always good to get a second opinion. You don't necessarily want to just out there and just pick something randomly all the time. You know, it, I think it's important that Ren, you know, that mates take a look at what what each other are wearing. Cause it, 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 you know, if you want to get something close to matching or something like that, where you wear the same solid color shirt or solid color pants or whatever, you know, that's pretty cool too. So, you know, just make sure you check check yourself out because, I mean, you just don't want to get something that buy clothes that fit. I'm not a fan of people that buy clothes that don't fit. You know, don't. I'm tired of seeing people holding their damn pants up, standing on the street corners. It's ridiculous. Um, as far as the female Viagra, taking a pill that alters her brain—I mean, they already have—they already have enough um, issues as it is when it comes to you know hormonal things of that nature. I don't think adding a pill that can alter their brain to make them have sex is—it doesn't even sound safe to me. So, I mean. I, I think that's kind of like the wrong target. Um, you, you don't want these jokers running around there foaming at the mouth. So uh, I just, I'm not a fan of the altering of, you know, trying to trigger their brain to make them have sex. I think it, it should be a different way of doing that. So um, I don't know about this female ragger thing. I think, you know, anytime, I mean, there's so much stuff out there for the guys and there's nothing out there for the women. And, and then they go straight for the brain. this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, so maybe they should go back to their drawing board and try to find something else that you know kind of works a different way than altering altering their brain so that's my take on that but great show as always. We'll hang back for some zone coverage
7: all right, thank you very much, sir. and let's see cousin Q uh.
2: Feminism has now turned around and created something. No love, but no love sex drug. So they've said, don't look at a woman in an appealing way. Don't compliment her. Everything that you guys do are sexist. And now ladies are so drum dumb with what they do work-wise. A lot of them don't appear to be happy according to their own research, not male research. Now, you know what, we got to re-up the game with an upper, a new version of an upper. We're going to call it the female sex pill. And if something goes wrong with that, I guarantee you gentlemen are going to be caught in a 30-year-later Bill Cosby suit. Somebody's going to turn around and say that because of the drug you did something back in 2015 and, man, do like my man is doing. Pay for get you a contracted situation. <laughs> uh, same thing with a uh, marriage. I mean, it, it's not, you know I'm I'm all about protecting these dudes because these dudes, man, they you know they they do stuff loosey goosey and it backfires. Same thing with marriage. You know, get you a, a contracted marriage. You know what I'm saying? No white guys, Jewish guys, Pakistani guys, they got prenups. They they are not playing. And uh, the the last thing I'll say is. Uh, SurrogateMothers.com. dot com. I know I'm not gonna be here for the other show that y'all are doing, but SurrogateMothers.com, dot com. Men are seeking out women to have their child and go away. So if you're looking for somebody, you you as a man, you want to have a family without the family court ever getting between you and your child. That is what 25 percent of this nation's men are doing, white, black, and otherwise. Go look it up. Don't believe me.
7: All right, all right, surrogatemothers.com. Let me jot this down. I appreciate it, man. Always good to chop it up with you. And, okay, let me go to Crystal.
9: Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I won't comment on the last part, but um, I will say, uh, first of all, Regarding clothes, just what everybody said um, were great comments on, you know, the, the clothing. Um, and for me, I would just say for people, just wear what is comfortable for you, whether it's sexy, provocative, or casual, or business, whatever is most comfortable for you, fits your personality. That's what you should wear. And just be neat, <laughs> and, you know, no matter what you wear. If you're neat... It doesn't matter what you have on. You will look good. Okay. Um, regarding the um, sex pill for women...
7: The nickname uh, is Addy.
9: His name is what?
7: The nickname for the pill is Addy. People call it Addy, A-D-D-Y.
9: Okay. Well, I haven't heard about it, so i have to look it up or whatever. But just off the surface, the reason why it... Um, it is a little scary when you start, of course, when you start talking about the brain. but Right. But really what it is is for women, that's where sex begins. It begins in the brain, you know, for us. And um, and it doesn't, you know, for guys, it begins, you know, in their penis, you know, because their genitals are on the outside, so everything is on the outside for them. And we're on the inside, so everything is for us on the inside. And I wish they had this pill years ago. For <laughs> me,
7: because it would have made would have made my life so much easier. Um, hmm. have, I thought that's why they had <laughs> to alcohol. Yeah. To be honest with you, I thought alcohol. Well, that was doesn't spice, always but...
9: work. Okay. No, 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 not no. Um, no, they need something that would actually make you actually want to have sex with somebody, because you know, then you can marry somebody that you know is not that attractive and everything, but he has a good job and he's a really nice guy. So, you know, you marry them. And they might not be cute, but you can have sex with them. You know, you take your pill, you're good. So um, that would have been very helpful, actually. But thank goodness they're coming out with it now for women of today who can look at their husbands or whatever they have to choose from and say, you know what, I want to have sex physically or whatever, so I will go ahead and I will have to take my pill, Like, excuse me, I gotta go take my meds today. Um, and then I can have sex with you, and and it works. And a guy doesn't give a shit whether you take a pill or whether you don't take a pill, as long as you're having sex with him, he doesn't care. So,
7: that's true. All right, so a woman can take Addy or a um, a hallucinogen and (laughs) get the same effects, I guess. No,
9: no, no.
7: He can uh, imagine she's having sex with Amari Harv with the right drug, I guess. You but, don't need uh, a
9: drug for that. Women do that all the time anyway. I mean we're barely there when we're having sex with you anyway. So
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
7: That's all all right, we speak, for, speak for <laughs> those speak for those Detroit guys. Eminem, Dude. what you got, man?
0: Oh man. Uh Fantastic show, man. Uh great to have everybody on. Q, you know, calling in or whatever, dropping some knowledge and shit, man, but uh um I guess uh the 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 Viagra for females or whatever, you know. It, it's kinda funny, you know. Uh everybody has some great points about it, especially Q and um uh, uh, you know, Crystal broke down some perspectives of uh, you know, um You know, maybe some women look at it as a chore and all that, but the first thought I had was like, man, if that shit hit a college dormitory, man, Amtrak ain't going to be out of business.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I need to get a brain sound effect on that That's that's, that's
0: the only thing that I could think about when, when, when that was mentioned. I was like, wow,
1: man.
0: I mean, you would take a chick that could, you know, she could increase from, you know, four up to like nine or ten, maybe more than that. She'd overdose on it. But, uh. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> uh, the wardrobe thing, man. Um, you know, like I said, once again, everybody had great points. Uh, of course, I love to hear my own points. Uh,. But I, I think the wardrobe is a lot of times an extension of your personality. But in some cases, it can be an extension of your persona. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can you can watch people change. Like uh, I give something um, I'm trying to think of, and this is very hard because I'm thinking of something non-sexual related. Okay, let's see. Okay. Um, just like uh, I use a lot of these little young punks out here, you know. When they go from elementary school to middle school and, you know, they start dressing a little different, uh, you know, their hairstyle a little different, you know what I'm saying. They might get a homemade tattoo or whatever, and all of a sudden they think they're they, they, they a are, they are, they are real gangster, you know what I'm saying. They the shit, man. They, you know, they, they can do everything, but, you know, you still can't fight. God damn. You still can't fight. You still can't <laughs> do nothing, you know. And... uh <laughs> You know, because they have taken on the persona of their wardrobe. See what I'm saying? Now, that's a negative effect. Now, a positive effect, you know, you say a guy, you know, he has – now, this is strictly from a guy's perspective, and it's not a one size fit all perspective, but just feel me here. You know what I'm saying? You take a guy and, you know, maybe he works with his hands or some shit. You know, like my dad was a mechanic, so just say if he was a mechanic, right? And you know, and a woman's not really giving too much of a hard time meeting kind of high years or whatever. And then when he gets a date, then he flips the whole script. I mean, this joker looks like uh, his preparation for the date was like kind of like American Psycho. I don't know if y'all saw that. I think that was American Psycho. Mm-hmm. But this dude was like, you know, he did like a hundred crunches. Then he put all kind of different shit on his face and shade and when he stepped out, long story short, he looked like James Bond. You know what I'm saying? That's like kinda of like a you take the persona on of what you you know, what you were trying to achieve for that moment. But tomorrow you're a mechanic and you're back in your damn monkey suit. You know what I'm saying? So um I, I think that's some of the effects of the wardrobe, but you know, as far as the the relationship stuff Pretty much, you know, uh, like what Ray had already answered, you know, pretty much if, if you're going somewhere with them, the main thing is whatever you're doing, you want to be reflective of something that's not going to embarrass them. It don't mean you have to not wear what you want to wear, but it has to be within a certain context. And uh, last but not least, man, you know, like I say, you know, you know, all this shit about fives and tens and all that stuff like that, man, Q, I don't know if you ever heard of Bill 1313. I think you have. But, uh, you know, if that get past, you know, you know certain aspects of of this show and certain aspects of, of Crystal's show and, and every other show on the planet when it comes to relationship will be almost eliminated because the filter of all filters will be turned on, and whoever's not a whole and whoever's not a John will be happy little pilgrims running around, you know, like Mr. and Mrs. Duggar, you know what I'm saying, and just living in total bliss of enjoying each other and all that kind of shit with no thoughts of lust and all this sin that's out here,
3: you know. What do we get for (laughs) ten (laughs) dollars? Everything
0: you want. Everything, everything. Hey, whatever, that shit might go down to $8, man.
7: (laughs) Right. All right. I appreciate it, man. Ray shut it shut it down, man, and we'll get into some sound coverage.
5: Okay, um with with the uh the female version of the uh, Viagra, you know, it sounds like a good idea but it's really not a good idea because females have really kind of just, just messed things up out here. You know. You can have a a woman that has a prescription for that pill and will take that pill, and I mean just screw one guy or two, three guys all at one time, and four hours later wake up and act like her memory is gone, act like she had no knowledge of taking the pill, had no knowledge of who the guys were and all this kind of stuff, and then you got guys getting in trouble, but something that they really had nothing to do with when they took the pill in the first place because they wanted to get it on with somebody. So it it sounds good, but the way things are now, just like you have a woman that put on a tight outfit but people are looking at her, now that's a problem. But what kind of attention did you expect to get when you put that outfit on? And if you don't want people to look, then maybe you should cover up a little bit more. So it's kind of simple. It seems like common sense, but it's common sense. That's why they don't get it. No disrespect to all women and some of them. So my thing is, is if you're going to dress, be neat, be clean, and and be respectful with it. And I think that whatever you put on pretty much will be appropriate if you use common sense with the situation. Now, telling somebody what they can wear, what they can't wear, to me, if you're that different, you shouldn't be dating. But you can say, well, you know, I really don't like the color. If you ask me, then that's one thing. But tell them, no, you can't wear it or this and that. To me, if the person is grown, let them wear what they want to wear or they able to wear what they want to wear. You just don't have to date 'em them, or you just don't have to go out with them, or you can stay home or whatever if you're that against it. But other than that, you know, it's just a great show. great topic, and um, look forward to the next one and look forward to some zone coverage.
7: All right. I appreciate it, man. And um, y'all have some good stuff, good final thoughts. And, Eminem, I had mentioned on Twitter that you had mentioned Brie jensen, and she just res- responded asking what was said about her. I hadn't actually, actually haven't <laughs> spoken to her in a while.
1: Okay, so, what was said? Been, okay,
7: I can say some a more. It's <laughs> been a minute since I reached out to her. And, um, <laughs> all right, so my thanks to TruthDevour.com, to Show.com nots for and digitalsoftwarekeys.com. Um, my thanks to my show legends, callers, uh, tweet chatters, and everyone on the show. If you want to hear more from me, go to iTunes or the Good Radio Network or visit talk and check the archives. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at talk Everyone who is not into sports, Have a good night. We'll talk to you on Tuesday Live, or you can listen to the podcast tomorrow. Everyone else, hang on the line. There will be a brief moment of silence, a theme song, and then we'll get into some NFL and more.
0: Hey, what
3: up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to prove tonight.
1: And we start the whole your good thing go. Hell be, if they move, we not out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramuros,
5: brother. But they are who we thought they were.
2: You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it, you play to win.
0: Do you have any questions? I got a question.
4: You got an excuses tonight, Roy? Playoffs? Talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can
3: win a game.
1: Be a dog.
5: We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs.
2: But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice.
7: All right, time for some zone coverage on T2Q, where we talk sports, mainly the NFL. We cover it sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. You know how we do it. However, I do want to start off with boxing. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to watch either fight, but they had two good fights this weekend. Fellas, I don't know if you all have seen um, the fights or not. Um, Adrian Broner, I guess yeah. someone whose name I can't pronounce, um, I'll start with that first. Uh, from what I understand, Adrian Broner got a TKO in the 12th round. Is that how it happened?
5: Yeah, that's yeah. how it happened. I mean, yeah. the, the guy how basically, how did Broner
3: Yeah.
5: I mean, he, he, he was sharp in the fight, but it's like that. It's like when Roy Jones fought uh, Felix Trinidad. You know, he was 20-pound biggest. Not saying that he was bigger than a guy, but on somebody you knew he could beat. Easily, he was confident, and that's the problem with boxing. He was able to fight for a belt against the number five contender in the super lightweight division. Like, like people were saying, how could that be? And I'll explain that in a minute because what's going on now is these guys are taking that Mayweather approach where – you know, they fighting tomato cans, then building their record up instead of fighting the guys like Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford gonna be in his ass and they fight. Danny Garcia, you know, there's plenty of guys who can fight. The guy who knocked out Lucas, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Mateus? on on the
3: same
5: uh, yeah, on on the same night <laughs> Why did why why you not setting something up with that guy? I mean, your can kind of fight at one forty. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go, but um, yeah, he did look sharp. The guy he was fighting had nine knockouts and was nine was nineteen and one with nine knockouts, so he didn't right. have no power, he didn't right. have no style, and he had other stuff. So. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, I watched the fight, but it wasn't really a good fight because it was lopsided.
3: Okay.
7: All right. Well, on on the other side, I mean, this guy Victor Pastore beat uh, Lucas Matiz, and I didn't see that coming. Um, I mean, this is a guy who, don't get me wrong, has a great record at twenty eight and O, um, and even you know, but he only had twelve knockouts. So I'm you know, when I found out that Matisse got knocked out, that really kinda surprised me. Um so I wonder what that means for him. Anybody, anybody see the fight? Oh uh, no, nah, they had
5: make- that fight on the same time Roland's fight was on. Yeah,
7: I I just saw the Bronx yeah. fight. Okay, okay. Yeah. I had my D V R recording both of them but I ain't had time to watch either one of them so I'm going to try to watch it and see what happens. Um, I think um, he got – I don't know if he got – if he didn't answer the bell or if he got counted out. I don't know what happened. But um, I might check that out and see what's going on. But I was very surprised to hear that Matisse lost simply because I just thought he was just kind of still working his way up. Now, but, next uh, Saturday – go ahead. Well, I, well, I was going to say
0: about the Broner fight. Uh, uh, At the end, he called out uh, – one of Florida's fighters from the from the money team. Uh, damn, what's this guy's name? He may as well.
7: Ashley Bills
0: and something. Yeah, Ashley. Um, so, yeah, but that, nah, like I said, I, I'm not, you know, real familiar with him or whatever, but I guess he's supposed I'm to be. i not familiar
7: with him at all.
0: I, I, I guess he's supposed to be okay because the, if, if, if you heard the tone of it and the way he was saying it, it was just like he said he's supposed to be the best, you know, that uh TMT got and that's what he wanted. So I mean, so yeah, I definitely. His name's case, Ashley, I, mean, I don't know.
5: No, Ashley Theo Fainey or something. He's from no. over, uh London, I believe it is. But this 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 is this, this is the whole thing that I'm, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna tell y'all what the deal is. Now, when he called out the guy's name I didn't I had never heard of him before, but this is what I know. Before he got in in in, in Broner's ear, told him to slow down. Told him to, because he did say, "From now on, I'm only gonna fight who I want to fight, when I want to fight him." So that's that's a Floyd move. Now Floyd has a fighter. Now I looked up this Ashley guy. This Ashley guy is 35 years old got seven losses. Now, you tell me, why would you in your wildest dreams want to take a fight like this?
3: Well, yeah, I'm first, checking this them
5: out, too. This is what they want to do. See, Floyd want to put some money in his fighter's pocket. He's a tough, gritty guy that, you know, is going to be a tough challenger, but he knows he's no match for Adrian Brolin. Meanwhile, they are build a fight up, Broner making money, and really doesn't have a real challenge. He's just fighting a tough fighter, but he doesn't have the power to beat him. Now, meanwhile, you stay away from the Terrence Crawfords and the Mircons and uh, the other guys that at 140. You got a whoop to the other night and stuff like that, and you keep the nonsense going. But I totally disagree with that. You know, that that's not what boxing is all about. And sooner or later, he can only run for so long. Because if he go down to one thirty-five, um, Gary Russell Jr. gonna get him. If he mm-hmm. stay at one forty, he got to see times Cross. Sooner or later, he go to one forty-seven. Oh man, Kell Brook all kinds of stuff yeah. on there. So you know, the rubber gonna meet the road. And the guy is twenty-six years old with six kids, acting like that.
7: Mm, I know he had six. But uh, yeah, we'll see what's next for him. Uh, the new, new and improved Adrian Brown, i let him tell it. All right, so upcoming fights next Saturday Triple G versus David Lemieux should be a good fight. Uh, the week after that, Kale Brook versus Diego Chavez. Then um, I'm looking forward to Timothy Bradley and Brandon Rios on November 7th. And then, of course, Miguel Cotto and Canelo Alvarez on November 21st. So we got some pretty good fights coming up over the next few weeks, man. I look forward to it. Um, And, man, I'm back here chatting back and forth with Bree Jensen. And she's going to be in New Orleans next week. And I'm going to be in New Orleans next weekend, too. I'm going to see if I get a chance to meet her. Somebody's all the uh, way from the the west western side of Canada. Yeah, okay. that, that should be cool. Yeah, so let me see if I can meet her. We're gonna be down in the same weekend. All right, so well um, let's go ahead and get into some 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 college football because we didn't talk about it last night. And uh, I mean Oklahoma got over on fifteen. Oklahoma got over on West Virginia, forty-four twenty-four. Um, Ohio State struggled, but they beat Indiana 34-27, and people are thinking they should drop from the number one spot. I don't agree with dropping somebody from the number one spot just because they struggle as long as they win. Does anybody feel like they should deserve to drop?
5: Well, I, I don't think, think If so. they need the champs, they should stay where they at because they're the champs. Now, I understand that TCU ran the score up, and they beat up all the sorry Texas team and they look more uh, like these, a better team because they're putting up big points and all that kind of stuff. But I'll say this, when it comes to putting a team together and coaching, Irv Meyer is absolutely the best I have ever seen. They can say what they want by anybody else. bell checks and all them, they good coaches. But Irv Meyer is the best I have ever seen to this day three years when he lost one game in Ohio State?
3: You know Um, I so, believe.
5: So and and you know, he's not playing tomato cans either. He's beating good teams. You know, like like no disrespect to hardball up there, but you know, how Michigan do anything, they gonna push them down the rankings because hardball up there. But until you beat Michigan State, Ohio State or one of them Schools like that, I don't want to hear that about Michigan. I know that's your school and all that, but that's just what the truth is. You know, but.
7: so, nah, hey, I I'm happy. I, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm happy with the fact that Michigan um got back-to-back shutouts. I mean, that's pretty cool. Now, they did lose their defensive end to an ACL injury. But um, I'm hoping they can turn around. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But just getting to a bowl game, I think, would be um, a win for Michigan right about now.
5: Well, uh, Michigan
7: only lost one game, right? Yeah, they lost to Utah.
5: Oh, yeah. So, Michigan will be number four next week (laughs) (laughs) then.
7: So, right now, um, I don't know where Michigan is right now. They were number 22. And they'll move up and everything, but, I mean, once they start playing some of this tougher competition in Michigan State and stuff, you'll really see, you know, you'll you'll probably see them get exposed at that point. But uh, their, their quarterback especially. I think their defense is not bad, but their offense has a lot of work. But, all right, this was the thing that surprised me. I wasn't surprised that Alabama beat Georgia. I was surprised at how they beat Georgia. Alabama went into Georgia and whooped the break pass off of them, 38 to 10. I mean, they were just – it just seemed like they just had a surge of touchdowns in a matter of, like, five to eight minutes, and the game was pretty much over. Um, Man, what does this mean for Mark Rick in Georgia? Because it seemed like this guy has every opportunity in the world to get Georgia where they need to be to contend for a title. And then he just gets reminded that, you know, he's Mark Rick. Well, I think
6: I mean at the end of the season we'll we'll see what it means for him because he may not be there. Um, in you know, in the SEC, um, you know you got to you know you got to come with thunder and lightning, and then they ain't doing it. I mean, he, he's you know he's had flashes of greatness where you know they've you know they've had players you know and they you know they just they do well and you know he doesn't know how to. Do a continuous build. In college, when the the, the good, the real good, good college coaches, they know how to recruit and just keep going. You know, they're perennial winners every single season. And Georgia is one of those teams that's kind of like on the fence. You know, they win, then on the fence, then drop, and they have you know they have to kind of rebuild that way. And in the SEC, you just can't do that. You got to you got to be content. You got to be contenders every single year. You're not a contender. You won't have a job. So, And, and I think then, that's where that's headed.
0: Yeah, and then if you're gonna, uh, and I love the way you build up the running. You know, the because uh, I'm I'm always biased towards you know, running backs and running running offense and all that. But the the downside of that is if you don't have a hell of a defense to complement that, if you ever get behind, it nullifies it. So, when Alabama was you know just just exploding. Yeah, you know, uh, scoring, well, you know, even though Chubb did his thing, it still wasn't good enough because they couldn't match it, you know what I'm saying, because it's not built like that. So that that, that really was uh, the, the Achilles heel of that whole situation was, you know, if, if Georgia didn't give up so many points, I mean, it had been a whole different game because it wasn't like they just shut Georgia out. They just. You know, they did what they had to do to keep him out of the end zone, but, you know, they, they still ran the ball on their ass. But if you get behind, it just takes away that the running game. Yeah,
7: Nick Chubb know, still looks good.
0: Hell, hell yeah. You know, I mean, they, they didn't make him look no different. He It's he, 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 like he was out there running on Tennessee or somebody, as far as that yeah. far go, But it's just yeah. the other aspects of the offense that they shut down. So, But defensively, uh, if Georgia want to be – you know, um uh, true contenders again, you know, because, like I say, Vince Dooley's been retired now, what, damn near twenty years or more. So um yeah, they wanna get back to that kind of stuff, man. They're gonna they gonna have to they gonna have to match the defensive years with the offense years and put it together sort of work. You know, not the high low. One year they defense, no offense, other years they like this year, last year running game, no defense. But, well, in 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 defense against the right teams I should say. They they
7: got to fix that. Yeah. And um uh, all right, so Ray TCU dropped a 50 to 7 uh beat down on Texas, man. And even though we all know TCU is great and that they've been a lot better than Texas over the last few years, it's still Texas getting beaten by TCU 50 to 7. How much more of this can they take before they make a decision as far as Charlie Strong is concerned? I mean, I'm pulling for Charlie Strong, man, but I just don't know if he can weather the storm to get things together before they run him out of town.
5: Well, uh, you know, Charlie Strong is a good coach, but he's got the wrong job. I mean, he turned white on that TV on savvy. You know, yeah, to beat all black off of him. And there's nothing that he really can do about it because the recruiting is not there. And all the kids now are, are going to TCU or they going to Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or something like that. And, you know, he come in putting guys off the team and pushing that graduating stuff and all that. I feel you with me. You can't you can't run no football program like that. You know, Yeah, I understand you want guys to get educated and all that kind of stuff, but you can't run a program like that. And it, it, it's, it's showing. You know, to me, if if I'm a coach and, and basically, if I'm building the program and I'm winning, I don't really, well, I wouldn't really want to jump all over the place. You know what I mean? And it's some people see it different. You know, they, they want to go to the next opportunity. To they got guarantee contracts and all that. But if you want to be a coach that has a legacy, you have to find you a good spot. And if you went into that spot, stay at that spot. Texas right now, I don't know who they can pay money to and bring them in, and they can do better. Right now, Texas is just not there. So... Yeah. I don't know how much the the oil well gonna take down that two months longer, so we will see.
7: Okay. He's running out of time for sure, same like. And but another beat down in the SEC was Florida, number twenty five Florida jumping on number three, Ole Miss thirty eight to ten. Now I figured going down to the swamp was gonna be hard for Ole Miss, but I mean ten points, man, that's laughable.
6: Man, it is, uh, you know, because for you know a few weeks ago, uh, Ole Miss put up 76 on somebody, and then for them to get, you know, you know Florida been one of them teams you got to put them away, and uh, and what happened basically, I guess they turned the ball over some, and when you turn balls the the balls over, and you know you convert those to touchdowns and not field goals, it's gonna be a tough, it's tough for any team to come back on, and uh, uh, it was painfully obvious. That you know, that's exactly what happened to Ole Miss, and man, I tell you what, Florida handled them boys, man. I mean, and really now, you got to really kind of take a look at Florida and see, you know, they're, they're they got a nice little squad, didn't? You know. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, Ole Miss, you know, they got to go back to the drawing board because that was that was more than just a beatdown. That was that was a tractorization.
7: Yeah, it was pretty bad. It made them look pretty poor. Let me go to, i got a caller from Skype. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Mr. Solution, uh,
1: the great L.A.
7: How are you doing, Mr. Solution?
1: I'm doing fantastically. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on your subject here. Uh, let's see. Can one be judged by their mate's attire?
7: Well, I think attire Damn. does relate to pride. It relates to class.
1: At well, least hold from on, a
7: just I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, we we actually were thirty minutes kind of past that. Uh, we're actually into the sports part of our show. Oh, um, you're off that. So, oh, okay. I
1: wasn't aware of that. Uh, all right, I'll just uh, hang out and listen to what you have to say about sports. But okay, uh, yeah. I have one question about sports, though. If if you will entertain it. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, are uh, you guys, you know, um, most of the teams trade on the New York Stock Exchange, correct?
7: And I'm not aware of which teams may or may not do that. I know um, especially I think some of the soccer teams may may do that. I'm not aware. Does no, it, no does... some of
1: the NFL teams and, and okay. also some of the um, – are uh, uh, NBA teams? Uh, I'm pretty sure that they trade on the uh, NS uh, New York Stock Exchange, and so I was just curious: Do you guys consider if you really like sports that one should invest in in their team of choice?
7: That's a good question, and I know the Green Bay Packers fans um kind of like part owners of of, of that team and that they invest. But um, I'm not aware of what teams may actually be on the market. Uh, Ray, what about well, you? Well, it's easy I know to check. And and the only reason I raise that is that, mm-hmm. unfor- yes,
1: yes, it, unfortunately people who spend a great deal of time just as a fanatic uh, uh, regarding sports, I say the way to really, um, I don't know, ground one's interest in sports uh, because they are businesses, by the way, fundamentally. Right, um, right. You know, uh, the teams, the various teams, their franchises is what they are. So they are businesses, and, and there is a business-based reality to all the teams. And it just kind of concerns me. I mean, I was an athlete in college. I, I mean, I love uh, athletics or sports. But I think, again, to really – I know people who know every sports statistic – but it seems kind of super superficial to not be invested in a team in which someone has so much knowledge, interest, and and, and time spent. What do you think?
7: I think that's a good question. I think you can kind of um, have your cake and eat it too if you're a fan of a sport and you have an investment in them. Um, again, like I said, I know the Packers are a team that – um, they're publicly traded, from what I understand. I'm not aware of any other NFL teams, but I, I do right. think that it's a a great idea because it's almost—I mean—the value of the NFL has n- done nothing but increase since as long far back as I can remember. So yeah, the
1: Clippers were, were valued, I think, at, at over a, a billion dollars when they were yeah. purchased. Well, like, and one I'm, of the things is, thing. you know, and I'm kind of a serious person. I always, I mean, I know how to have fun, but at the same time, I always have a serious time. One can't really have fun unless there's a, a foundation to that fun. But um, there I go to speaking business again, foundation. But I, I mean it in both perspectives, as it were. Um, right. You know, Donald Sterling obviously became very wealthy. He was not hurt in that little fiasco that happened, I guess, about a year ago. No, he actually profited from that. But one of the things that really, really uh, struck a chord with me is that the team who felt like they were disliked as blacks, they identified as blacks, and, and that's fine. But they wouldn't make an effort to actually buy the team, and and neither would, you know. There are a lot of people in America who identify themselves as as, as black Americans, and like I say, that's fine. But it seems to me they would collaborate, uh, or or form a consortium and and buy a team, and, and especially if they feel they aren't liked uh, by their owner or. You know, et cetera, hey, et cetera. Need, like, or the association. Really yeah, just part. buy the team and play for yourself. You, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's,
5: uh, you cannot do that. Oh, you cannot. Shit. You cannot uh, uh, wait a minute.
1: May, may I respond to that? <laughs> yeah, you
5: respond to it.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Why do you say you can't do it? You can't do it because you've told yourself you can't do it. And I'm not talking no, about you, it's, per it's se. Against
3: the,
5: it's against the rules, man. You can't do that. Why but do that's you crazy. Can't that's that low-class
1: thinking. It stopped. Hey, the NBA makes the rules. No, no, you no, no no, 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 no. The person with the intentionality makes the rules. All rules are made by people. So what I'm saying, if they're really – they could start their own team, start their own fucking league.
3: Yeah,
5: you know how many billions of dollars it would take to do
1: that? Do it. It doesn't matter. If somebody is treating you like shit, what does it matter? Take a long-term loan. I mean, there are all kinds of creative – first of all, sir, and I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit hyper here. You don't understand very much about finance and, and, and economic wherewithal, do you? You say what now? Yeah, I noticed just one gentleman him? is talking. Could the other gentleman chime in if,
7: if, if he cares to? Buck, you got something?
1: No. Yes, go ahead.
6: What's your question there?
7: Yeah, someone is beating the shit out of you. Uh,
1: figure in the worst way, economically, why would one continue to take that abuse? I mean, what do you think about uh, people who feel like they're being disenfranchised, no pun intended, they're buying the team? Work for yourself. Hey, let me
5: ask you a question. Who do you think has the kind of money
1: it costs to buy that team? He Wait a minute. Let's not talk to the guy with negative now. attitude. Why don't you hold on and hey, listen you, a minute, if you, you don't, don't mind? the fuck you think you is, Duke? No, no, no. What I'm saying is your ideas don't rise to the level of a solution. Hey, listen. But, no, no. Please, I'm, I'm made not. Made I'm, I'm not coming down opinion. on you. I'm just saying. All you're saying is no, 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 no. What about a I'm yes? I'm telling you what the facts are. Our okay, but those
3: aren't what the facts.
1: But you cannot do what you suggested. All right, could you let another person chime in? I would like to hear what someone else thinks. I had no problem with that. Thank but you. You can't come in here disrupting us
3: with some. I'm not disrupting anything. I'll hang up fight. and
1: let you guys go on. I'm just asking an intelligent you, you, question. You do that. Well, hold on. I'm let, just let, asking let, an empowerment question. Wait,
7: Can you Buck, handle that? Let Buck rep- respond to the question. Go ahead, Buck. Yes, All sir. Right.
6: As far as that, now this is pertaining to a team going to LA, correct?
7: Well, I mean, he was basically saying, how, "Why can't lee like when the Clippers had the situation go down with Donald Sterling? Why didn't they take right. it upon themselves as players to buy the franchise?"
6: Well, if they would actually, if some of, some of the players would actually do that, it'd be a good idea. Um, simply because, I mean, a lot of a lot of these owners, you know, they just pretty much do things to, their own way and and a lot of the players they don't think about being an owner simply because i mean this is what this is what we have to change the mindset of the player it's more to it's more to the sport than just buying cars and buying houses you know when you become an owner of a team you, i mean this is i mean you're you know you're really making some money at this point so i mean they need to take more of a you know even if you buy a portion of the team such as such as what Magic Johnson did with the Dodgers. Um, I mean, this change—you know, this—you know, this, you know, this changes the land. It changes your landscape. It changes your personality. It changes a lot of things because now you are owner of the other team, and it it shows you that you know this is what you prepare for after whatever sport you're playing, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, or whatever. So these are things that you know these players need to start looking at this because I mean, LA is a good market. But at the same at the same time, I mean they don't go there if you make a good unless unless that particular sport is is put on the field is a winner. If they're not winning, they don't show up. And that's the reason why it's been so long since a team has been there, um from an NFL standpoint. So if some you know, if more players start looking at buying into some of these teams and being owners you know, it could help across the board because now you have people that actually played the sport, that own the team, and therefore, you know, the team will probably be better as a whole because you have a player that is now a owner. So it's just something to me but, that something that needs to be done but, but my thing
5: is is what everybody is not understanding. If a team is a billion dollars, two billion dollars. Where are they going to get that kind of money? Are
6: we talk about former players or current players. Well, Cause you got to you got to start the from you the bottom, man. I mean, look. I mean, bottom line of it is this: when you get once you get these multi-million dollar contracts, this gives you the opportunity to start diversifying your money into stocks, into bonds, into four one ks, into CDs, into endorsements, yeah. and those type of things. That's what magic did, and that's how he was able to get well, his billions of dollars.
7: This is yeah. this is how I yeah. look at it. I, I look at it like this. Um, now, as far as the money is concerned, you probably have to talk about you know former players getting involved to chip in that type of money, unless you have a team full of LeBrons and Derry Roses who may have three or four hundred million at their disposal. But um, I think that it remind it, it, remi- it kind of reminds me of like the power that voters have that they don't use. I mean, when you look at the players, yeah, they do have leverage because they're the players. But, I mean, would, would it be harder for them to buy in? Yeah, the prices will probably be raised for the t- franchises. I mean, they have already had someone overpay for the Clippers. But, um, I mean, so you have to worry about the prices going up. Will the owners sell? There's a lot that goes into it, but – could it be done if enough people got together with the same mindset? I think it absolutely could be done. I just think it would take so much that they would have to overcome. And I just wonder if anybody in today's society would be willing to do it. And I think that would be the problem. Um, I don't know if you can find enough people who will be willing to do it, but I think it's possible. It would just take a Herculean effort because you got to have a said, lot of people cooperate. But,
5: but When you go into business with 30 Thirty NBA players,
3: yeah, and a out really of those think thirty, you all, to all have
5: around. to agree. Yeah, you all have to agree. I mean, the way we talking right now? Why don't we go down there and, and buy our old the old Miss running Rebels? Are you gonna say, well, that's the college? But well, that's how we talking right now. You cannot buy an NBA franchise and play for the team. That is against the rules. They will not allow you to do that. You can have $20 billion if they don't approve you to buy the team. You will not. You cannot buy the team. I don't care how much money you got. So people saying, well, you, oh, if you're a player, you this and that. When you think about the guys that own teams, when you go Maddie Johnson, you go Michael Jordan. Look at these guys, look at how much power they got, look at how they viewed in society. They are not the normal athletes. These guys have a lot of money, they have a lot of endorsement power, and so forth. You cannot be a ball player on a team and say, well, okay, think about it. We're not talking about the guys that had $100 million contracts, such as Chris Paul, and now Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin has probably made $80 million in his career. How much mm-hmm. money do you think he got in the bank? Hey,
1: and this is Mr. Solution, man. If, if he had
5: $40 million, he, and i going to put everything I got into it, of course not.
3: So I'm willing yeah. to
5: invest $15 million in that. How can you do it?
1: Team sold for $2.5 yeah, uh, this is Mr. Solution. I I, I love this guy. Let, let me, if you can hear me, uh, can you?
7: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I
1: love this guy. This guy is absolutely wonderful because what he's saying is, your nose is a gr- is against the grinding stone. Keep it there. Uh, but I think with listening to him, I, I mean, I'm just fascinated. First of all, but this is the point. Uh, When a lot of people enter a a particular uh, enterprise and it's considered a conflict of interest, uh, they can set up what's known as a blind trust, where uh, they don't have uh, the type of control that would uh, indicate a, um, a conflict of interest. And all this could be set up through attorneys. And let me tell you something. If you're willing to pay attorneys, there are people out there who would work for you to create what you want, but you've got to know what you want. You've got to have the intestinal fortitude, or simply the guts, to go after what you want. Look, there are people who have it already. Why can't, or the way it should be said is, why can't I? And by and by, inference, why can't you? If those players will not own the team, They can't complain about the conditions. Shut up and, you know, enjoy it, whatever. But my position is they can own the team. It it, it can be former players. It can be coaches, former coaches. I mean, all that this gentleman has, has, has raised as an objection to success can be navigated. It can be navigated around. And so I think a person like this gentleman, and I don't know his name, I didn't hear him stated, he's great for understanding the obstacles that need to be navigated. But by no means is his position one to be taken seriously uh, in in, in terms of a, uh, a reality that anything but a loser should accept. Because what he's saying is, accept your loser status. Accept your subordinate status. Other people can do it, but you can't. And here are my thousand reasons that you can't. So, I mean, I never listen to people like that, not for the purpose of If a
5: guy makes $20 million a year, how is he being mistreated? Because the man was talking to his
1: girlfriend on the phone? But well, they were it. claiming mistreatment, so you have to go back and, and, and analyze their statement. They were the ones who were saying that's why the guy ended up being forced to sell the team. Although he didn't, no. he wasn't really no, punished. He, he, wasn't, but, he was, but, was but, but, but no 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 no. Let me break it down for you what
5: actually happened. The guy wasn't really forced to sell the team. The NBA stopped and they said, "Well, we're going to see which way the wind is blowing." And now, once this thing blows up and majority of the league is black, so therefore, once the players stuck together, we can't lose money, so therefore, we're going to get Donald Sterling out. Before the L.A. Clippers were sold, exactly one year before the Clippers were sold, the Milwaukee Bucks were sold for the most expensive franchise in the history of the NBA. It sold for $550 million. Know what the guy from Microsoft did? He said we're not going to punish Donald Sterling because we're not going to let the NBA players win. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to step in and I'm going to pay you four times what the franchise is
1: worth,
5: $2.5 billion, less than a year or a little more than a year from when the Milwaukee Bucks were sold. See, you can't beat these guys, so you've got to join them. Now well, we can we can talk all day about getting another team, another franchise, and we can form our own league. They're not going. To like, we're, we're, where are they going to get the stadium?
1: Well, look, see you're the thing about it or is I, job the, job I, job the job reason job I say I mean, we're great, you are great. You you do have some knowledge, but but, but what, what I'm saying is, for people who want to be successful, they would not listen to you for one iota. Uh, because hey, you listen. a person who comes oh, in oh. and explains why nothing can get done. so I, But someone who wants get to get something done will do it. It's If it's not, been not, done, not, by somebody, you, it be done by somebody, can be done by someone question, else. When What's wrong with in that?
5: NBA, when you play in the NBA, is it by force or by choice? Okay, what does that
1: have to do with it? I, I'm not sure they where you're going with that. With that they got everything to do with it. Okay, well, 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 okay. You tell me, it. what does that have to do with the players owning a team wherein they benefit, and then they because, set their atmosphere? does that? Let
5: me explain something to you. Because sure, please. You can't you can't get people to stick together in any situation. Now you want guys to stay okay, when I, when salaries are going up in the NBA, we got guys making $18 million and they'll been to an all-star game, a season. You want us to go against all of that, bite the hand that feeds us throughout the NBA to try to change things the way they are now. You got to realize that contracts are signed. That's what collective bargaining agreements are about. That's what unions are about. You can't go against that. If you do go against that, that's why the players had to play, because they were afraid they was going to be in breach of contract. Now, if you truly want to protest on something, you would have said, I don't care if I lose the entire contract. I'm not going to play for an owner who does not respect me. Had those guys done that, now we can have a conversation. But those guys took the check, and when you take the check, you for sale. Now, you can talk all day long about being independent and being this and that and the other. Them guys are not going to leave $250,000 or half a million dollars a game on the damn table.
3: Let me ask you we a question. Have you ever looked
1: morning. at the ba- – I, I studied all those teams. I, I looked at yeah, all – the sure. I think there are only 26 NBA teams. And I don't, I don't engage a lot in this, but I just did it at that particular time. And also, let me draw your attention to what's known as the agents. Those agents are about the most ignorant um, uh, people in society. They have no real credentials. Uh, They have no status. Uh, In fact, most of them are a bunch of thugs. Would you concur? Well,
5: well, some of them are lawyers, aren't they?
1: Uh, Well, but many of them are not. But the thing and is so what means, I'm saying I think
5: is you don't consider those guys to
1: be successful either. <laughs> what I'm saying is, look, if if the people who feel that they're subjugated, you know, with the kind of power and money they have, because money can be parlayed, you, you know what a mortgage is, where one uh, makes a small down payment and and they 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 take out a large sum of money, and they pay it off over time. Look, there are ways, what's called creative financing, that those people could buy a team. I think Michael Jordan owns a team, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I already I already said that.
3: Hey, well, it's already done. All they need yeah. to do
5: is do more Michael of Jordan what's already been hired. done. When he, when he bought a team, Michael Jordan was
7: well, retired. Maybe- Let let me go ahead and and jump in now, because I I look at it like this. I understand what both of you are are saying. Um, However, I mean, there is a way around anything, all right? Like, for example, um, Madison Square Garden um, owns the Knicks. Players could buy stock in Madison Square Garden. Now, technically, if you – now, it will take some help if a If a bunch of players got together and got someone with some money, got a big fish with a lot of money, they could essentially buy controlling stock in Madison Square Garden, so in a way, they still control the Knicks even though they're not allowed to own the Knicks. does that make any sense that makes so, sense yeah so there there are ways around it to where players could do more than what they're doing um but there is just a lot of red tape, and it does take cooperation from someone who has a lot of money. Um, Like Ray was saying, the players themselves, it would take quite a few of them to get together to pool enough money to really buy controlling stock in something like Madison Square Garden. But if they had a big fish who's willing to help them and get together with them as a group and buy controlling interest, then they could essentially play for almost free for the Knicks and make the money on the back end from capital gains. So I mean,
1: you,
7: they're they're you they're different ways the to, play for it. Well, I mean, they wouldn't own the team; they would own Madison Square
5: Garden. Yeah, they not NBA, to I mean, they
7: won't allow
5: any of
7: that. There's always a loophole. Yeah. you know, no, they're so not they're going to allow any
1: of that. I, so, mean, I mean, that's just because right now. Wait a minute, sir, sir. Let me respond to what you just said.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. Yeah. See, I
1: want to respond to that question. The NBA won't allow any of that. Fuck the NBA. <laughs> what you yeah. do is you create new rules. Yeah. You get your own attorneys and you create new rules, or you create you create <laughs> rules. <laughs> Listen. You create. Okay, so you're telling you me you again, and I love this, how it can't be done, right? You, you are the how it can't be done expert. Right? Do you, do, you under, do you understand this?
5: That the owners can hold out longer than the players can. Do you understand that? Why, why is that? Why is that? Because they're more financially stable than the players are. <laughs>
1: There you go. So you get backers. Backers? Where are you going to get backers from? Sure. Let me just ask you something. I want to give you an example from nature. Have you ever seen how an octopus opens a clam? Listen, we can do all these analogies
5: we want to do. The end of the day is the guy that has the money has the connection.
1: All right, but what and you're telling me, what what you are telling me is that you accept defeat. Now you're trying to nope. defeat me with defeat, but what you're really promoting is defeat. Do you see that? But this
5: is, but this is um, and, and basically I spent <laughs> too much time talking
1: already on this. No, wait, it's, no, 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 no! You're dead wrong. It's not enough time talking about it, but with the right people to
5: talk about something that is not possible. It oh, is not geez. possible by it the rules. Says who? By it says the rules is not possible. So it's just like all this stuff that's going on with police brutality. You can so you saying, Oh, we can get a candidate and we can go to each town and we can take over the police department and elect our own commissioners and all that. It's not gonna happen.
1: Let me let me so, let me just respond to that if I may. may. may I respond to what you just said? You bring up some wonderful points. I, I love guys like you by the
7: way. That's just fine. understand we are- that. I won't have a conversation after this, but go ahead and we'll go on back. Let to, me respond um, to
1: that. First with... of all, you need to understand the brutality that's happening is happening to people who earn less than $50,000. Okay? Yes. That should give you a clue right there. That's not happening to everybody. And let me just give you a furthermore. it won't. The police know who to fuck with, they don't fuck with everybody.
5: Yes, but you but you can't change <laughs> certain things.
3: And if all this they stuff do, you're
5: talking about it really. <laughs> once you understand that if you own a team, you cannot play for the team that you own.
1: Okay, you shifted you on me, but that's okay. You shifted from the police. So did oh, I win you? that? Did you accept my
7: no I don't want
1: to get into the police. It.
7: I'm 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 getting yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, so the, the calls up. brought
1: up the police. I just responded to it.
7: So, but I my, I just my, want to my, say my I, I think that I think that for the most part, I mean, like I said, it takes a Herculean effort. But I do think that it it could be done. It just you have to have so many people on the same page. So with today's society and the way of thinking, realistically, could it be done? Um, it would be difficult because you have to get everyone to fall in line, which is very hard to do when you consider that you're talking about, you know, 20-something black guys with a lot of money. I mean, let's be honest, all right? So, however, if someone could pull it off, tell then there are – Huh?
5: I say, tell you me again, Q. Now, I you showed me
7: 20. 20- you show me twenty
1: light, yeah, are going to stick together. <laughs> but I mean, wait, wait a minute, say that again? I didn't hear that
7: part. He said show him 20s
3: 20,
7: 20 20 20 light, guys it's going to stick together. Yeah, then it's their fault. Okay, then it's their fault. They're,
1: they have signed and sealed their own destiny. And by the way, 20-year-olds, uh, I was 20 years old not too long ago, okay? And I was pretty smart. And there are a lot of smart twenty-year-olds, so don't don't disparage twenty-year-olds.
5: Yeah, I, but I mean, but I, we got something about the east. We talked about twenty different individuals sticking together with the same business, like this, line this, and business plan to be successful.
7: See, you well, is my you act to and tear down the empire that they already well, made oh, me as dollars from. Let me get in here because I'm ready to wrap this up. This is my my perspective. I don't think, where where I, where I do disagree with you, Ray, I don't think that I would use the term it can't be done. I would use the term that people won't do it. Because um, I think, because, re- I mean, realistically, it takes a lot to get that done, and people just aren't willing to do it. So I understand what you're saying, that you're not going to find those people. But if you found enough people willing to do it, could they change the rule? In the collective bargaining agreement, I mean that would take a lot, but it's possible it could be done. But you got to have some help. You got to have some money uh, from someone to get some help. I mean, some things has to fall into place. But well, well also,
1: if I just may say, and 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 I'm, I'm I'm really glad you're entertaining this type of conversation. Well, if Magic Johnson, who claims, claims to be,
7: oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just enjoying the enjoying top. my topic. As you can see, there are people who have already done it, so the wheel doesn't have to be reinvented. I understand, and I just follow this stuff on on the periphery. I, I'm not and into Magic sports per se. So. for
5: twenty-something years.
1: But wait a minute, let me, let me just finish my point, if I may, sir. Uh, Magic Johnson is on uh, is involved in this. I think he's part owner of the Dodgers, and yeah, so he mm-hmm. knows about this f- type of financing. You just said that Michael Jordan is uh, owns a team. So it's not like it can't be done. It's right under your yeah. nose.
5: These you just have to do more retired. of work already.
1: What about that are you missing? These guys are retired. So no, I included retired guys. Those are the guys who have the most time okay.
3: and the most well, knowledge.
1: Each, you're strange to me. Guys, well, women, I just authority understand authority my authority, point because I know you're smarter than I am. And I accept. But uh, did you hear what I just said? I said that creative financing is understood by the people who are already in the industry. Magic Johnson understands how it should be done. Don't hey, you believe and that? And Magic Johnson does not own the doctor. He is a part owner. A okay, well, a, a part owner understands how it's done, correct? Mm-hmm.
5: Now, look, look, no, he does not. He is retired. That's completely
1: different.
3: He <laughs> is retired.
1: Okay. You win. You win. This is Let a wonderful conversation, there. and I'm glad I understand it a little bit better.
3: Hey, go ahead. Hey, I'm listening, listening to, to you. A
1: little a little
5: little at you. Let me ask you all this real quick. If you are a person and you have a business, would you let somebody who does not have as much money as you run you out of business? You think the owner is sure. going to agree to sell property that is theirs? What are you going to say? You're not going to play? We'll take you to court you'll be in breach of contract and you will lose millions of dollars. Now you
7: tell me how you're going to get around that. And, well, I mean, if you're under contract, I don't, I don't, I I mean, technically I guess everyone could retire, but I mean, like I said, again, that's one of those things I would never expect to happen. But I do Hmm. believe, and I'm going to go ahead and, and close, and close the topic on this. I do believe that it, can be done. I just think you find a hard time finding people who are willing to do. It, right. Because, like I said, just like the loophole I gave earlier, that's just off the top of my head. I know there are a lot of attorneys who are a lot smarter than I am. You know, you get control of American Square Garden, you essentially have control of the Knicks. Even though you may be an active player, you are not, you don't own the Knicks, but you own the controlling interest in the Knicks. I mean, there's there's always a way around something if people are willing to do it, but and it would take any a team of players. You
5: have to have the rules of the league that you play in. You can't do what you want with your own stadium. Ask Jerry Jones that.
7: And but I mean, but there's nothing in the collective bargaining agreement about um, about um, players getting like some of the controlling interests. Like you have, um who is that? I think uh, I'm trying to think of the player that I saw an example for is someone who owns some type of business associated, like concession or something associated with the Rockets or something of that nature. I mean, there are ways to get money outside of playing, all right, just that some players just – Don't care to do it or don't want to make the time to do it or just don't have the interest because they're happy with their 20 million. And that's what Ray is saying also. He's saying that these guys are getting 20 million a year. They're going to be like, well, I'm just going to make my 20 million and go about my business. But if enough guys decide, hey, I want something bigger, then I think it can be done. I just think it just takes a lot to go right. But like I said, and I and, if I, may, and I,
1: I agree with you. And if I may say, this is probably yeah. one of the more productive discussions I have ever heard regarding sports, because just talking about people jumping up and down on the court, and uh, like I say, sports is a business. It's one of the major business businesses. It's it, it comes under the rubric of entertainment, and of course. Um, these are the kind of conversations that need to be had, and even if all the information is not there currently, it, it it could definitely be researched and compiled if if there was a desire to do so. So you know the the there are only two choices: accept ex- ex- what you have now, which is partial defeat, or be a winner. Should they we are? You concur? These guys is winning all the time.
7: All right. All right. We're done. We're done. We're moving on. But All right. I well, have a good it. evening. Thank you, and have a great evening. You all right. Too, you too, Mr. Solution. I appreciate it. Right. And uh, I, I enjoyed the topic. I mean, I, you good. know, business sports, I enjoyed it. And, um, of course, you know, we're going to have differences of, of opinions. Uh, but I kind of – I can understand what both of you all are saying, but like I said, I think it – be done, we're just not willing to do it. So, all right, let's move on to, um, let's see, real quick, I don't have a lot of time left. Um, tomorrow's game with the Colts and the Texans, uh, it's not really an appealing game to me, but it is a division game and I'll check it out with Houston playing at home. Is this the last chance for Houston to have any type of shot at the playoffs on but. Yes.
6: Yeah. It, it is the last chance. I mean, tomorrow night, Houston's got to come out sharp. No, no mistakes, no turnovers. They need to come in there, and uh, you know, JJ Watt's gonna have to have some help from from this. I forgot what the other guy's name. He hasn't played worth a damn. Ah, uh, Clowney. K. V. Clowney. Yeah, is he
7: is he gonna is have to... this
6: year. I'm gonna
7: say, is he yeah. playing?
6: So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's even playing, but if he is playing, he needs to play the whole team is the team as a whole has got to play lights out in in order for them to beat the Colts, the Colts uh-huh. are vulnerable, but at the same time, I mean, they got the, the Houston's got to come out here and play a no, uh, no mistake type game. And, um, uh, it, it's got to be more
7: than JJ Watt tomorrow night. Okay. Well, Clowney has seven tackles, but he does have three passes defense. So I guess he is getting his hands up, but, um, I think Houston needs a game a lot more than Indy does, but, um, I don't know. Andrew Luck is supposed to play tomorrow. So, uh, Ray, can Seattle go to Cincinnati and knock off the undefeated Bengals at home where they've won twelve grade, I think?
5: Uh, Yeah, I, I believe they can. I mean, but they're going to have to clean up on some of those mistakes. So the game Monday night was, just, was sloppy. You know, Russell Wilson is is, is my quarterback. You know, but I think right now he's running too much, and you have to bend down the barrel and throw the ball. Now, guys say, oh, the line is not this, the line is not that. What we talked about, I don't know, I believe it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, you have to leave some money on the table. And when you leave some money on the table, Max, Max Unger would have still been there. Maybe you could have brought in uh, – Evan Mathis from from from, uh, from the Eagles. Now you would have had two pass rush. You would have had two offensive linemen that would have solidified that line of scrimmage, and you guys would have been all right. Russell McCoon and all these guys there, they would have been all right. Now you have people that want to say, "Oh well, that all the money ain't guaranteed, and all this, and that, and the other." The guys don't understand sixty million, ninety million. All that's the same thing, but your career is prolonged. You're not getting your head knocked off. Every time you look back, you're thinking about running because you're afraid of getting hit. You know, that's the problem. Now, I don't know. It depends on how uh, Cincinnati defense gets after Russell Wilson. It depends on if Marshawn is plays or not, you know, but... I do believe Seattle has the better team despite the record, and I think that um, Seattle are going to beat those guys because I believe that sooner or later uh, Andy Dalton and those guys are going to show their true colors. And don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback. He can throw for 300 yards every week. Mm At the same time, he's got to be a winner,
7: and we'll see if he's
5: going to win them. I don't
7: think so. He's going up against a quarterback who's who's definitely a winner. Uh, but until I see someone beat Cincinnati at home, I would probably take Cincinnati in this one. But, um, Buck, can the Rams pull off another upset and knock off the Packers, who are nine-and-a-half favorites?
6: Not at home, they can't. The Packers are unstoppable in, in Lambeau Field. And uh, it seems like Green Bay starting to get that mojo. Uh, they're one of the top top four teams in the league with uh, double digit sacks, um, I think that tied for second, they're right ahead of Pittsburgh and right under uh Denver. So um the bottom line of it is, I mean, the Rams are a good team, they play well, they they stay in game, but you going up on Lambo Field, not cold not too cold up there yet, but you got Aaron Rodgers playing lights out football right now. And in their defense, you know, with Peppers and and, and Clay Matthews, I mean I'm just I'm just here to tell you the Rams have no fucking chance in that bowl. All
7: right. And Ray, um, Denver comes to Oakland, and um, they're favored by they're a minus five and a half on you all. Can you all get to Peyton Manning and knock um, an undefeated team? Oh.
5: I mean, to me, Denver hasn't really played well all this year. They looked good against Minnesota on on Sunday, but outside of that, they looked vulnerable in in those first uh, first three games. Now, um, could we do it? I mean, we're going to be at home. We've been playing well, but we have no cornerbacks, and that's a problem. I mean... The defensive line is good. Alderman the Smith, then they're getting pressure on the quarterback, Khalil Mack, but at the same time, if you had no cornerbacks, the quarterback just has to throw the ball and it's going to be complete. And that's going to be, be rough for us. And Denver's the best team in the division. I would like to say that we're going to win the game, but I don't know. I mean, it'll it'll take. Denver not playing well to take many making some mistakes and to take our defense to finally step up and play the way we should be playing and our offensive guys to really show up and play the way that they capable of playing and anything can happen. But if I'm a person that was putting my money on the game, I would go with Denver.
7: Here's my prediction. If Denver can't um, sack Derek Carr more than twice, and well, I can't really say that because you got knockdowns too. If they can avoid the hurries and the sacks, I think Oakland can win this game. I think Derek Carr can outplay Peyton Manning at this point of Peyton Manning's career. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So, but I well, think maybe. it all yeah. depends on if they can keep that defense off of him, and that's, that's been no one's yeah, been able to do that. Yeah, no one's been able to do that. Yeah. So, all right. Unfortunately, the Patriots roll into Dallas, and this is not the time I want to see the Patriots, who are minus seven and a half favorites. I don't see any way Dallas can stay within three touchdowns of the Patriots, to be honest with you. Um, But it's one of those deals where you're getting Orlando McClain back and you're getting Greg Hardy back. Greg Hardy is gonna to have to be a beast if they're gonna have any chance of winning this game. They have got to get, um, got Brady to get Tom Brady on his back. They have got to get him on his back, and he has to do it pretty much by himself. If he can get the double team and maybe somebody come loose um, on the other side, then great. But Randy Gregory's not gonna be there. He would have been nice to have on the other side. And um, I just think this guy I just hope it's not embarrassing. You know, I remember that 48-27 beat down back in 2007. I don't want to see another one of those. All right. Arizona goes to Detroit, and Detroit's 0-4. Arizona lost the game last week 3-1. and I still feel bad for Detroit because of what happened on, on Monday night, but, you know, that's just one of those things that unfortunately happens in the league. It's just that they've been kind of screwed twice um, in recent history. Um, is Detroit gonna roll over in this
6: game and it's gonna be an easy win for the Cardinals, but uh, I think it's gonna be an easy win for the Cardinals simply because sometimes when you're snake bit, you just continue to get get bitten. And uh Detroit, they have some they got some issues. Um they got some issues They're running back, they got some issues they don't have any issues defensively, it's all offensively. Um uh Stafford was way off on Megatron on a on a few few passes. It almost seems like he's, it's, you know, he's kind of getting some of that Peyton Manning syndrome where it looked like he's just a little off. And, it, you know, maybe he's injured and he's just trying to keep playing. Something's not right with Matthew Stafford right now. I mean, he's missing, he's missing everybody. He's missing everybody. Missing He's missing Megatron, I mean, on, on direct throws, you know, right in the number throws. So, there's something wrong in that area other than just the running game. So, But I tell you what, you better get it fixed. The way these coaches are starting to get fired, you know. I got the Kelly watch this week, so they lose this week, they're gonna definitely fire his ass. But um, we'll see what happens. But Carwell, Carwell is looking looking pretty bad right now, and you know he might be also on that damn watch list.
7: That's where I'm going next, Ray. If if New Orleans at one and three goes to Philly and beats the one and three Eagles up there in Philly, um. Are we going to see the end of Chip Kelly, or do you think he's just they're just going to let him ride
5: out the year? I think they're going to let him ride out the year. I mean, I don't see no signs of him being on the hot seat or uh, none of that. When they uh-huh. brought the guy in, they lifted him up on the pedestal, told him, give you whatever you want. You want creative control and everything else. Well, that you have it. That's that shit Bill Parcells pulled, and Bill Parcells, has getting over on people for years huh. like that. Well, he never really accomplished anything after he went and left the Giants and everything and, you know, he moved from this team or that team and I should be able to shop for the groceries and I'm doing the cooking and all this and that. That doesn't work. But, they, they like I say, somebody else got to take responsibility besides Chip Kelly. We can't just say, "Oh, We get rid of Kelly. He made some bad decisions. What are you going to do? you going to apologize to Sean Jackson, uh, uh, Sean McCoy, all these guys, not resigning Jeremy Macklin. All, you're going to apologize to all those guys and say, oh, it's all on chip. You're going to tell the public that, the ex ball players, and you're going to tell the fans that. No, that's not going to work. I remember that's exactly what you're I mean, going to tell the <laughs> I
3: No, mean, that's exactly what you're going up. to tell <laughs>
7: <laughs> only don't want
5: to say, I made a dumb decision.
7: Right, you know, they go uh, the so they, they let they let Chip Kelly have his way, and they're paying for it.
5: Yeah, Nick Foles, all them guys, they got out of there. Yeah, they
7: now, sure did. That I, team only look the same. You know, but at I one mean, time, it I, looked pretty good on paper. It did. I
5: yeah, mean, I, I, I mean, I hope he. I, yeah, I thought I thought the team coming in this year was going to be a better football team because he replaced it with better parts. But what Chip Kelly's problem is, is he won't use them guy's skill set to, they, to his advantage.
3: Which goes know, towards DeMarco his
5: coach. Mur- we'll ride DeMarco Murray to the wheels for all of us. Then we'll bring in Ryan Matthews.
3: Then we'll mm-hmm. start
5: throwing the ball. He won't want to do none of that because he feels nope. like he has the offensive mind. He's like that guy, what's his name, uh, Mike March used to
7: be. Yeah, You
5: couldn't tell him nothing. So uh,
7: now the he can't only- get it. Only difference is Mike March's players could perform to what he was trying to do for them a lot better than what Chip Kelly, Kelly's players are doing. I think someone can come in there with um um and play to to the Eagles strength and I think they could be successful with their roster. So I, I definitely think it's more of a, a coaching style more than anything. But uh I wanna see him exactly. get his blue open every week. And but the two and two Steelers go to the two and two Chargers, where the Chargers are minus three and minus three favorites, uh, or minus three. Um, I mean, a, another game without Big Ben. You're gonna have Michael Vick lead you against uh, a hot Phillip Rivers right now, man. Right now, Phillip Rivers and Kenyon Allen are getting it done. Uh, what do you like your odds of going in there and pulling off for victory? I
6: like them very well. Uh... At the beginning, I didn't like him that well, but we got Matavius Bryant back. Um, we got a new, we got a new kicker. Um, you know, we getting, you know, we getting some of our moving parts back. Um, we got a little bit more timing between, you know, Mike Vick and some of the, you know, some of the wide receivers. Running games going really good, and we the defense is actually not looking too bad. We were fourth in sack total, so um, I think that, you know, as long as you put pressure on Philip Rivers, he's not going to be worth a damn. Cause he he's never done good under pressure. So as long as we can pressure him, keep him off the field, I think we'll be fine. So, I mean, at the beginning, at the beginning of this, I didn't really feel feel too confident, but I do feel very confident in beating the Chargers. So, and like I said earlier, last week, you know, you don't pick players from the Chargers. We got Cam Thomas on the team, and I don't like that Sorry, fucker for nothing in the world. But um, I think we can go in I think we can go into San Diego, and I think we're actually playing at home. They're coming to us, so.
7: No, it's, um, in San, it's, in San Diego, it's in San Diego, according, according to what up. this is
6: saying. Yeah. Well, it may be in San Diego, but, you know, San Diego's one of our West Coast homes, so we'll probably, you know, there'll be plenty of steel safe on the stand. We're going to whip fast.
7: No All right. Yeah, well, you know, they, say,
6: y'all, they,
5: they get... the problem is real quick about that. With that Michael Vick, I just don't trust him. You mean Antonio Brown's being taken out of the game, and when you can't go down the field to one of the best weapons in the league, you don't need to be quarterbacks. you got to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. This is just a disgrace. And I my team is be back. And you got weapons everywhere you look. There's no reason why the you know, Pittsburgh should lose his game. But uh Chargers going to win. That's what I tell you.
7: Antonio Gates comes back for the Chargers. Um as Martavius Bryant, I mean, I look forward to seeing him play. I I don't think he gets more than one or two catches uh, coming back because, like, you know, Michael Bick is not going to hardly take chances downfield. Um, But this is a game, again, I told you, before Big Ben comes back, that streak that Antonio Brown has of five catches and more and however many straight games, is going to end. It almost ended last week. But it's gonna end. and he yeah.
3: did it. end last week. He, he did have five catches. Got five but he had, couple, but he, had in, yeah. he got
7: less than fifty yards. Yeah, he got. He had by, forty-nine it, yards.
6: Forty-two yards. Yeah, forty-nine oh. yards. Yeah, so it did end last week.
7: Yeah, he got it late, <laughs> but he got his 50 catch. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, think yeah. going to, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna end. But look for Le'Veon Bell to have like nine catches. But <laughs> yeah. But, uh, alright, so uh, Let me get ready to wrap things up Because we're running out of time here What I want to get into next week I didn't get a chance to get into it tonight But uh, I'm going to get into next week This whole Matt Barnes, Derek Fisher thing Which is ridiculous Kevin Durant, Stephen A. Smith yeah, um, I, I might make, mention Victor Cruz On the regular show next week That might be something Crystal can get into um, In the situation yeah. he has With his basketball wife But um, It's yeah, I think she. Yeah, she's a former basketball wife or something. I don't know why these athletes like to recycle women like they do, but they just do. But oh hey, yeah, heard, I didn't hear about that. You didn't. Yeah. You, you did hear about Victor? Nah, I
5: didn't hear nothing about that.
7: Long story short, his his fiance I think text messaged all of his side chicks and said that you know he's taken and all this stuff, and I think one of them may have put taking it to Twitter. And it's been a huge, just embarrassing ordeal, man. I mean, they talked about it on the Ricky Smiley show this morning. So it's all over, yeah. and it's just a big deal. So, I mean, like I said, it might be something that Crystal can dig her teeth into um, on Tuesday's yeah. show. But it's, it's a big mess, man. They they need to leave these professional wives alone. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe marry some r- real women. But all right, fellas. I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down before they cut me off. Again, again enjoy chopping it up with you all and uh, enjoy the conversation uh, about the uh, business side of basketball. That was kind of funny to see. There's always somebody, Ray, they always come for you, man. And Whether it be uh, Daddy Rich or uh, whoever, they always come for you, Ray.
5: But this is what I like. I just want to see this real quick because a lot of- People out there believe, I won't call them nobody no names. I want to be respected too. That believe that, well, since all the
3: athletes
5: are coming from the inner city, why don't they all go to black colleges? Why that'll never happen?
7: Yeah, that's not going
5: to happen. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You take all the best athletes in the country and send them to Jackson State and Southern and all that, it never happen because the big schools are not going to allow it to happen.
7: So. And and they ain't smart enough to do it. And they're just not, not going to come together to do it. I mean, I think if you had some people with the mindset like back in the '60s, a 21-year-old was a lot more knowledgeable of social awareness than what we have now. Um And so I, I think that's what really makes a huge difference. Let me go ahead and get in one. Who am I? Just for the heck of it, six foot one, two hundred and twenty-four pound running back that turns forty years old today was drafted at number twenty-one in the first round in nineteen ninety-five by the Chicago Bears out of Colorado. Who am I? Rashawn Salam. Rashawn Iman Salam. There, right? Shit. Played. Um, Four years in the NFL, three with Chicago, four in Cleveland. I don't think he played long enough to get a pension. Uh, all right, but I'm pretty well, sure first round, he he made good first-round money back then. 1995, you, you, you probably got decent first-round yeah. money.
5: You might as well keep it going till they cut us off, man.
7: <laughs> so I didn't know his, <laughs> his father played in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals. His father also yeah. went to Colorado, Teddy Washington. He was drafted yeah. in the 13th round, uh, and he only played one game. So, at least he was more successful than his father.
3: <laughs>
7: his father played one game and had one carry for four yards. So, he got on the stat sheet. That's he got on sure. the sheet, got on, But that's about it. But all right, fellas, I will catch you all on Tuesday. And um, I might have just a small topic on Tuesday so we can have more time for the sports show. I ran a little long today, but that's going to happen when Eminem calls in. But hopefully I'll try to wrap up the topic around 10 o'clock, man I mean, after the first hour um, on Tuesday show and we can really get into some sports because we're a month in. We got a lot we got to catch up on. So I appreciate uh, you all hanging out. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show, Zone Coverage. No experts, just opinions, just guys kicking around some science and talking and just trying to, you know, throw it out there, give you a different perspective. I'm pretty sure we fired you all up on some topics tonight that you may discuss in the morning. So um, everyone have a good evening. Peace out.